Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate, I'm Steven. I'm John. And today, we're talking about Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Yep. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> ladies, 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 Jay and Silent Bob are in the his house. Uh, this, to me, was a really good movie. Really, really good movie uh, uh, for the Eskewiverse. Um... Uh, had a budget of ten million dollars, made about three point five million in, in in theaters. It was like a limited release. It actually broke box office records in Jersey, even beating the Avengers uh, <laughs> uh, for the for the Jersey revenue. This wasn't a movie that was made to 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 sell well in the box office. It was made for you know the DVD and stuff because that's why I had, yeah that's why i had such a small budget it was only 10 million dollars 10 million dollars for a movie now is basically like they spent they, they literally spent that on an episode of game of thrones right uh, <laughs> yeah because they had several episodes with battles that were like 10 million dollars yeah, like for 10 million dollars so like episode. an, an S- episode of game of thrones he made a whole movie uh, but before we get into that, what are we drinking today, John? Uh, this um, is the Lazy Magnolia Timber Beast. Uh, and this is a, uh, it's a Rye Imperial India Pale Ale. And for yeah. anybody who has followed us long enough, will know that we fucking hate IPAs. We normally don't drink IPAs. Nope, I wanted to try it because this is, uh, good old trustworthy Lazy Magnolia. And we've gotta say... Or at least I do. They did not disappoint. Yeah, and uh, this is a very good beer, and I'm I enjoy the flavor. Yeah, for for an IPA, because usually IPAs to us is just just bitter fuck water. Very, yeah, awful. very very yeah. But this Timber Beast, uh, it's also nine um, percent alcohol. It is nine percent alcohol. It's very good flavor. It's I'm giving it a three out of three. Because it's the only IPA that that, that I can stomach, and I know people that like IPAs. Uh, would love this fucking beer because it's smooth, it's drinkable. It actually has a flavor. We're it's act- not just better for the sake of being better. Yeah, we're actually both on beer number two, and we haven't even started the uh, the goddamn episode yet. Yeah, so. <laughs> we've only done beyond the craft so far. Yeah, so and we're already like I'm like part way through my second gla- bottle of this. Yeah, and I'm almost done with mine. So, yeah, I mean. I, I got to give it a three out of three based on what we know about. The this IPA is the best stuff. IPA I've ever yeah. drank. So that's why it gets a three out of three because it's the best. It's it's drinkable. I might actually buy this again. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of IPAs. The three out of three means that you basically would buy it again yeah. because you liked it so much. It's very good as far as IPAs. You know, something that's really hoppy and everything like that. I I really fucking like this beer. And when I bought it, I was like, this isn't something we normally like. It might taste like ass, but I wanted to give it a (laughs) shot because it's Lazy Magnolia. Right. They make the, you know, uh, KMG Gold and, you know. Mississippi Kill. Yeah, Southern Pecan. Yeah, uh, they make a a bunch of great shit. And uh, I was like, well, I have to give it a chance because, you know, it would just be like if New Holland Brewing came out with something like this, I would just be like, well, I'm going to try it because everything else I've drank. Uh, has been great so far. So yeah, this gets uh the three out of three for me because I would probably drink this again. It's very good. Yeah, like if you were like, hey, I kind of wanted to get Timber Beast again. It's like, okay, I'll drink it. Yeah, yeah, you know? I'm I'm on the same page. If you're just like, hey, I was you know just thinking about that Timber Beast we drank on that episode. You know, it, you know, let's uh, 
you know, let's hang out and uh, play some NCAA or some head coach or something and drink some Timber Beast. I'm like, I'm down. It's got a high percentage of alcohol, so you don't really have to drink that many. Nah, you could probably just get a six pack and just hang out and, you know, play some. That's why I kind of like craft beer also is because, you know, you buy craft beer for a hangout. You don't have to buy, like, a case like you would, like, light beer. You just buy, like, the six pack and then just split it between a couple people and, you know, you're good. Yeah. The, the, The alcohol percentage is good enough. And, you know, it's not something you can drink. A lot of times you don't want to drink, like, craft beer super fast because they taste so good. You want to kind of savor it. Right. So, yeah, this is really good. This is actually one of the beers that I'm happy to endorse, especially being a IPA. Right. So, Rye IPA by Lazy Magnolia, the Timber Beast. So, if you guys see it in the store, even if you're not an IPA fan, this will not disappoint. Right. You know. And uh, cause in Lazy Magnolia, like it's uh, pretty much everything we've done from them has been good. Everything, yeah. I, I want to almost say everything that we've done from them has gotten a three out of three. Yeah, just and like I, New Holland, I think everything we've done for them has gotten a three out of three. Yeah, them and then the Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky Bourbon, Bourbon Company. Yeah. yeah. So we have three companies basically. Normally, if we drink their beer. They get perfect ratings, and it's not because we're biased by them. It's just because they don't make bad. They beers. haven't disappointed us. <laughs> yeah, you know, they may, if they make a bad beer, we'll be the first to tell you because we're going to drink it. Yeah, uh, it's like the uh, the New Holland Brewing when we uh, we found that tequila wheat, and we were like, ah, it's like the tequila that? barrel wheat, and we're like, is this going to taste like ass? And then we tried it, and we're like, this is fucking great. We need to get this again. Because yeah. it's a, you know because it's aged in tequila barrels, so it's already got kind of a unique flavor there, and then it's also like it it's got the wheat mixed into it, and that just adds you know other dimensions. Yes, it does. And it's it was fucking really good. So if you're in the store and you're looking through craft beers, and you find New Holland Brewing, um, the tequila barrel wheat, uh, buy them shits. It's great. Anything anything New Holland Brewing. Lazy Magnolia, uh, well, though I think Lazy Magnolia is really just kind of in the south, or unless they, well, do I don't know? Do they do they distribute that to other states? I mean, they they sell it in Alabama. I mean, I'm pretty sure they do. They're kind the, of how uh, far is their distribution? Does it go out of the south? I have no idea. I don't know. Like if you guys live in like California or like Oregon or something, and you're like, oh yeah, we have Lazy Magnolia here. Just hit us up in the email. Yeah, beyond the hate at yahoo.com. And then let us know, like, hey, we can find this shit over here. But the Kentucky uh, company that does the bourbon barrel ales, every one of those that I've had has been great. They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, Especially the, was it the vanilla cream ale? Yes. Them shits is great. That was good. Tastes like a uh, a cream soda. Yeah. But, like, as a beer. alcohol. Yeah. Like an alcoholic cream soda. Yeah. That's great. You can, yeah. That's heaven. But it's not like Not Your Father's Cream Soda, which tastes like a, a beer soda. It's, it's, it's a craft beer. It tastes like a craft beer, but it's, it's, it's got that just effortless flavor to it. Yeah. And, it, and it's awesome. So, yeah, that's what we mean. It's not like Not Your Father's Stuff, which tastes like the soda version of stuff. This tastes like a craft beer with the flavor of a cream soda. Right. So it's different. The other, the, the Not Your Father stuff tastes like, like the soda. soda. Yeah. So, But just alcoholic. Because yeah. I've had the Not Your Father's Mountain Ale, and to me, which a lot is of exactly times, like a Mountain Dew, yeah, to but me, not a soda. To me, that's I, I, I kind of like that sometimes, but it's not something I would drink all the time. 
Yeah. Because it's like not your father's root beer. I remember drinking it, and then I was just kind of like, this kind of just makes me want to drink a root beer. Yeah. Like, or maybe get a root beer and put some rum in it or something. Root beer like, float with some ice cream. Feel, yeah, see, I feel like all those things are better. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all those things are better than drinking not your father's root beer. See, now like, I want a root beer float. Fuck. See, <laughs> see, see, what, see, see what y'all done. <laughs> just, uh, just going to do a little self-promotion real quick. I have a short novel out that's called uh, Abandoned Apartments, Breakups, and Zombies on Amazon. If you guys are interested, it's only like a dollar. So don't... Can you, know. you uh, is it, uh, can can you uh, get it through the, was it the Kindle Unlimited thing? Is it part Yes, of that? it's free on Kindle, Kindle Unlimited. Oh, yes. okay, alright. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can just download it and read it for free. Check it out. And if you don't, then uh, it's just, it's just 99 cents. Yeah. Uh, so you guys, uh, yeah, you guys read that, you can email me. Tell me your thoughts uh, and stuff like that, and uh, let's let's get into the show. Let's talk about this uh, this uh, what was supposed to be like a final ending to Jay and Silent Bob, which is not now because Clerks Three is going to come out. Uh, so yeah, the Skewverse lives on. Yeah, which I'm kind of happy about that because I thought you know because it was like Kevin and went through that that period of time where he was just like he just didn't really want to deal with the uh view askew universe type stuff anymore that's yeah. why he was making like tusk and yoga hosers and and like that type of stuff well, the reason he wanted to make this movie is because when he had his heart attack yeah and he was laying in the hospital and stuff he was like my last fucking movie isn't gonna be yoga hosers right yeah <laughs> and he was like I gotta go back to Jan Silent Bob. And, uh, he wanted, and it wasn't because he's like, oh, I gotta go make money or anything like that. He, he wanted to do, if it was his final film before he died, he wanted to do it with his friends. Right. And, you know, that's why Ben Affleck's in this movie. Because he actually reached out, because they had a big, uh, disagreement and they, they weren't talking for like, damn near 10 years right uh and uh the heart attack pretty much put an end to that because you know he called affleck and they they ironed things out and stuff and um the reason they weren't friends is because kevin smith this is his own words has a big mouth and he was telling stories about ben affleck that wasn't his to tell it was affleck's if he wanted it told he would have told them right a little too personal and Affleck got mad about that because, you know, he had a bunch of business out and it, you know, hurt his personal life a little bit and stuff like that. It, was, it wasn't, it was like, you know, intentional for Kevin Smith to do that. He just likes to talk. Yes. Uh, and if you ever see his Q&As, he, he loves yeah. to talk. But that's why in this movie, if you watch it, uh, Affleck has, like, one of the best scenes that he's probably ever filmed in his entire like fucking movie history like Ben Affleck's scene in this movie is freaking awesome <laughs> right and also it really kind of pays off like the ending of Chasing Amy and the fact that the little girl is named Amy and know? that yeah and that is that is That's actually Jason, Jason Muse's daughter yeah very cute daughter too to Jason Muse what's uh, what's his daughter's name uh hold on I have it right here 
As I forgot, uh, I have, have it right here on my notes. Um, Logan Lee Muse. Oh, so, okay. Her Logan name is Lee. Logan. I have a son named Logan also. You're good at naming, Jason. You're good <laughs> at naming. <laughs> now, I wonder if he named his daughter that because he's a big fan of Wolverine. Is that why? <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> See, I named my son that because I'm a fan of Logan Lerman. Right. But I also like Wolverine, too, so it's kind of a double meaning. Right. But it was really, I was pushing for Logan Lerman. My wife thinks she named the kid. No, I planted that that shit years ago. Right. <laughs> you got to go for the long, you got to go for the long thought process. You can't just be like, this be is what we're naming him. You got to just, it's a slow, but it's like, yeah, Logan is a good name. Yes. There you go, Logan Lerman. I won, I won the there battle. There you go. It's a great name. It fits my kid. Yeah. Uh, because he's, he's a little bit of a daredevil. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely hard-headed like Wolverine. Yeah, he's, um, he's a little short short kid, too, so works. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, just a little side note before we get into this. This is kind of related because there's a bunch of comic book stuff in this. Uh, there was a rumor that uh, uh, Marvel wanted Henry Cavill to be Wolverine. Yeah. And then people were like, he's too tall to be Wolverine. It's like, Hugh Jackman's six foot tall. It's like, who cares? Right. Who cares? It's like, oh, you have to be 5'5". Five, five. Who the fuck's going to play Wolverine if you're casting a 5'5 five, five person? Zac yeah. Efron? I, Efron's taller than that, I think. Yeah, he's like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, but still, like, like, he's that. a shorter guy. Right. But, like, it, but you it, have to find a short guy that's also ripped as fuck. Cavill's six foot, just like Hugh Jackman. He's the same height as Hugh Jackman, even though he looks taller to me than Hugh Jackman. But I think it's just because his chest is... Longer, just, yeah, longer his torso. So he he looks more like a linebacker to me. So when you look at him, he looks bigger, but he's you know just he's he's actually my height, right? <laughs> you know he's way bigger than me in like muscle mass. Uh, 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 yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah Steve he, is swole, but he's not that swole. <laughs> <laughs> no, not uh, Cavill swole. No, he's swollen because of water weight. <laughs> water, mostly beer. <laughs> mostly uh, beer. <laughs> beer weight. Beer yeah. weight. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I also found it interesting that like, you know, Kevin Smith, when he had his daughter originally and he named her Harley Quinn Smith and you're like, of course he would name her after Harley Quinn. That's something that he would totally do. Cause he's such a comic book guy, you know, and then it's a good name. It's and good then name. also like her character in this movie is called Millennium Falcon because it's, you know, her, her mom you, is you Justice know Falcon. A, yeah. You know, that was a conversation between. Kevin and his wife too. That's probably right. something that he actually wanted to name Harley Quinn. Right. For real. It's like can we call her like Millennial Falcon, Falcon Smith? Smith? And, and she's like, no. No, come on, Kevin. It's like uh, it's got to be something comic book, and she's like, I- I'll settle on Harley Quinn because at least Harley Quinn, it, it's like it it has the comic book meaning for the character, but, but it's it also, also just a good name. kind of a normal name. Yeah. You know, the I mean, only thing that's not normal about the name is the the character itself right the name is fine yeah I mean, it's, it's it's you know it's a good name yeah and i i think my that, dog's name harley quinn yeah and when i'm trying to get her attention i call her harley quinn like her full name yeah you know because my all my uh dogs are always female and they always have first middle and last names right so i have diamond ann which is a jack russell and i have harley quinn which is a blue hiller yeah um 
And she also likes to hump pillows. But aside from that, <laughs> she's just really dumb. She doesn't know she does, she doesn't know that she doesn't have a penis. <laughs> yeah, she's she she's a sweet dog. She's a she's a sweet, lovable dog, but she is dumb. She, <laughs> she is, is pretty dumb, dumb as a bag of doorknobs. Yeah, Jack Russell's a genius. Diamond, yeah, Diamond is like raptor smart. Like yeah. if she was on you know one of those like islands with the dinosaurs and shit from Jurassic World. She would be the only dog that would survive on that island. Yeah, she would probably rule it too. Yeah, and she's <laughs> she's this little tiny Jack Russell that's like I don't know maybe how how much does Diamond weigh? Like maybe ten pounds. Yeah, ten to thirteen. Yeah, uh, and she is if, if she's fucking Godzilla in her universe, you know. Oh yeah, but uh, <laughs> she's Queen Bee. She well, let's get into some some Jay and Silent and Bob comments because i'm very interested in see what people thought about this movie yeah well i didn't have to go very far i i basically i got all of this halfway through the 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 one star comments so it did not take me long i didn't even have to get into the two stars i didn't even look into the two stars because i didn't have to uh so um uh okay so i will start off with uh, let's see, should we talk about Kevin Smith first? Let's talk about Kevin Smith first. Okay, well, let's talk about Kevin himself. Okay, so, because uh, Kevin's been through some shit. He's had some shit going on in his life. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Kevin kidding. is not dead. Please don't die. As of this recording, please, <laughs> please do not. Please don't die. I'm making a joke because it seems like almost every episode that we've done lately, someone awesome has died right like so when we did our tribute to kobe and, yeah. and gianna bryant yeah and we've had we had a few before then that was just like recent deaths and it's like ah you know so i'm like i'm trying to make it like into like a light joke because just like it seems like we're saying like rest in peace and doing tributes to people kind of a lot later. yeah well it's like in the iron monkey thing i was like hey you know shout outs to bolo young because he's been you know dealing with like it was like yeah. skin cancer and stuff and uh, it was like that kind of ended on sort of a heavy note, you know. But uh, yeah. but yeah, but Kevin with his heart attacks and stuff, you know, and like he he started. But he's to, vegan now, so uh, yeah, he, he doesn't does have the, all that meat on his heart because his daughter made him become vegan. Yeah, and it's like I um, heard him tell the story on YouTube because he's got a bunch of interviews on YouTube, and he's just like, yeah, yeah my daughter told me I had to be vegan now, so I'm vegan. <laughs> well, he also does like uh, the stuff too, where like he hikes. He'll yeah. go like he'll hike on like trails. Because his and daughter stuff. told him he had to just so that he can like kind of get his some daughter basically runs walk. the house, right? Like, yeah, the, the family. Basically. It's kind of funny because you would think with like his wife Jennifer there that she would be kind of like the queen bee that sort of runs that house, and it's like it's really Harley Quinn. It's uh, from what the interviews I've seen, his daughter tells him what to do. She's the ass kicker in that family, yeah, and yeah. he just does it because he's like, "What are you gonna do? I'm yeah, gonna just argue oh, my with my daughter, my daughter. Who, who loves me and stuff." Yeah, yeah, I'm just like wants like, me to be get wants me. No, to I'm be just in gonna eat health. five hamburgers a day and try to kill myself. It's like, yeah, of course, of course, I'm gonna do what she, you know, asked me to do. You're right. <laughs> uh, but so it's it says on here it says Kevin, I love Clerks. Uh, I grew up on your movies, and we've grown apart since then. Hold on, wait, hold on one second. Does he think he's talking directly to Kevin Smith? Yeah. Okay, yeah. carry on. These people, <laughs> if you ever want to see the ego that people have as human beings, just go on IMDb comments for a movie that somebody doesn't like, and they feel like they're... Their like Kevin Smith is going to go on IMDb and, and be like, oh, fuck, I disappointed this guy, man. I am oh, really... Oh, shit. I'm Honey, really, get my gun. Yeah. I'm gonna end it. <laughs> I got. I gotta finish. I gotta finish this because this guy in IMDb didn't like my movies. Yeah, 
He 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 cares not. No, <laughs> because he's not there for those assholes. He's there for the people that actually like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it says, uh, but I was willing to check back in and see how you were, even going so far as to see this movie at a screening with a Q&A with you present. My God, my God, this movie is like the worst possible multiverse version of the of Kevin Smith fan fiction. Unconvincing, lazy, and offensive. It's not funny. It relies on in-jokes, which is a uh, nostalgia feeding itself on the existing Ouroboros that was the pop culture referencing that made Clerks feel fresh. For those of you who don't know what the Ouroboros is, it's like the, the snake that's eating itself. You know, just throwing that out there. Uh, you guys have seen that image. Google it. It's it's cool. Uh, eating yourself is cool. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Try, try to move on from that. Don't, don't, don't. We're just going to ignore that and move don't on. Go, don't skip the episode because of what John said. <laughs> because John said some crazy shit about Ouroboros. Uh, it says, uh, <laughs> said Google it. It's cool. That's what he said. He said Google it. It's cool. <laughs> it is! It's a snake eating itself. Anyway. Um, snakes eating themselves. <laughs> snakes eating themselves is tight. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't judge me, you motherfuckers. Okay. Uh, so it says, you say that you only uh, took up weed uh, at age 38 and now smoke uh, on set. Uh, I plead with you, please stop doing this. You are handcuffing yourself and giving yourself a reason not to grow. With focus, you could have fulfilled your destiny. <laughs> yeah, bold words. And been a part of the Marvel Universe you care so uh, uh, care about so much. But you've prepared to deal with good enough. Uh, it's not too late, but leave Mallrats 2 and Clerks 3 on the shelf and do something genuine. I know that you feel that this story is heartfelt and the parental stuff is meaningful, but you're shoehorning something where it doesn't need to go. Some Get some movie stars, make a Jerry, <laughs> something simple. Uh, something where you write and direct it without weed, because weed is fooling you. It's a wonderful drug, but damn, it's not discerning. So this guy's basically just like, um... Man, as soon as you get on that weed, man, all your creativity went in the shitter, man. I hate yeah. this. So... Not you're stoned all the time. All your comedy sucks. The thing about Kevin Smith is... He's not like... I don't know how to say this. He's not like this huge pothead like type person. Um... He just likes to smoke a little bit, take the edge off while he's, you know. I think if Kevin Smith didn't smoke weed, he would pop like a balloon. Because he's got so much energy. Um, and I can see why he's really good friends with Quentin Tarantino. Because I could just see a scenario. Um, uh, which uh, Tarantino's been on his podcast before. Uh, because they're friends. Smodcast. And yeah. it's one of those things where it's like the electric like energy that they have like pent up about talking about movies is endless. The episode between him and Quentin, and then you could throw like Robert Rodriguez in that if they had an episode 
and they're just like record until you couldn't stop stop talking about movies anymore. That episode would be like four hundred hours long. Right. <laughs> it was. It would just. They would be like making food and talking about movies, doing their laundry yeah. and talking about movies. Literally, if they all retired and then just did a TV show, just like you know, directors on movies or something, like kind of like a. Cool Inside the actor's of, studio yeah, or something. Or, or like a cool version, or a, not a cool version, like a different version of like, you know, in cars with comedians or whatever. <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah, comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah, just like... Di- like Director. Tarantino, like Kevin Smith and Rodriguez, like take out like a different director or something. They all just talk to the director. Right. Like the it might be a new one or, you know, like a... You know James Gunn, and you know one episode, and then you know like Neville Dean and Taylor, Neville Dean and Taylor, and you know they Lord just, Miller. And just talk, I think that'd be a fucking hit show. That, that's a really good idea. We need for to a fucking show. pitch that idea. It's like, uh, hey, anyway, it's like okay, so it's like comedians and cars getting coffee, but good, good. <laughs> without Jerry Seinfeld, without Jerry Seinfeld and his ego. Yes, um, <laughs> no, I like I like you, Seinfeld. But he does. Um, he does have an ego. Oh yes, ego. he does. He got super pissed at uh, uh, fucking Larry King by just slipping up and saying uh that Seinfeld was canceled. He got really fucking pissed about that. Yeah, and he didn't mean it. He was like, I, I meant ended or whatever. And he was like, canceled. Do you know who I am? Somebody get him a resume. Like he embarrassed Larry King in that yeah. interview. Because he just slipped up and said canceled instead of like ended. Yeah. You know, and he's just, he's like, I, I understand. And the, the, the Seinfeld just went the fuck off, you know. It was like, canceled, best show ever, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's a lot of ego. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little too much there, uh, Seinfeld. Uh, it, well, there's also that moment uh, where he was, he, he was sticking up for Wayne Knight, but it, it came across as like really douchebag. Yeah. yeah, it's like Wayne Wayne Knight can stick up for Wayne Knight. Yeah. yeah, Wayne Knight's also in the new Amazon show Hunters, or he at least makes an appearance in it. I don't think he's the main character or anything. Oh yeah, I still need to kind of check that out because it's he's on, in uh, it. If you if you hate because the Hunters is on Amazon, right? Yes. This is not sponsored by Amazon Prime, no, but, but we you, will take Amazon's money. Yes, we will. <laughs> and if you hate Nazis and and like good shows, then Hunters is. Uh, the uh, the show for you, especially since it has Logan Lerman and Al Pacino. Yeah, that's a uh, that's really about all you need, honestly. Have some other. They have some other great actors too. I just don't know their names. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, what is her name? Um, uh, Carol Kane is that? Isn't that her name? Mm. I'm saying that right? <coughs> I think she's, so. She, yeah, I think it's Carol Kane. She's also from the Unbreakable Kenny, Kimmy Schmidt. Which that show ended ended pretty it, it ended pretty great too, but yeah, she's in this, but it, she's like a serious character. Yeah, especially if uh, well, and it's also uh, kind of you know fitting because in in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, you know, you see the uh, um, the Nazis or well, not Nazis, but they're like the Klansmen that are. Being run by Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That uh, scene's pretty good. I, I like love, that scene. I love seeing Chris Jericho. He he did great. He did great in that. He did pretty good. Yeah, and then. But it, if you if, if you know a bulk of what you're asking Chris Jericho to do is talk, that's I mean, fucking 
a lot a lot of those movies, the comedy movies like Kevin Smith makes, it's it's mostly just talking. It's not it's not physical comedy. It's word comedy. Right. Because he's actually really good at writing dialogue. A lot of times, I think, like, uh, like and that's instance, part like, of because he's such a big fan of Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the dialogue is very important because a lot of people can't write dialogue. It's like, like the writers of uh, Tommy Boy or whatever. Eighty percent of that comedy is physical. You just get Chris Farley in a room. Go. Yeah. You you didn't really write good dialogue for it. I mean, the interaction between him and Spade's great, but mainly because it's him and Spade. Yeah, and it's not because what they're saying; it's who they are. It's the it's the the chemistry between the two of them. Yeah, you could put any other two comedians in those same exact roles, and it would fail most of the time. Even if it's even like like Seth Rogen and James Franco or whatever, put them in Tommy Boy, fail. It, it wouldn't succeed because that you can tell they care about each other. And I'm not saying Franco and Seth don't, but Seth's a stoner, and he just can't pull something like that off, you know. Right. And uh, Franco, uh, I would normally say Franco could pull anything off, but he he couldn't pull that off. It takes specific people to make those movies, even in like Black Sheep. Yeah. You know, like that movie actually shouldn't have been good. You know, you think about what that movie's about, you're like, this movie shouldn't have been good, but it is. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, and it's not because of what it's about. It's because of Chris Farley and David Spade. Right. They just made the movie good. <laughs> and a lot of times, that's the difference. Usually, is that sometimes, uh, if you have a good casting, it can just make the movie so much better than what you were thinking. Yeah, because if you would have never heard of Black Sheep, and someone would have set a script of Black Sheep in front of you. You'd have been like, ah, this movie's gonna suck. I don't know if this is really gonna do much. It's like a brother, his fuck up brother of a politician. Who cares? You know, I don't care about this. This is just some politician trying to get elected, whatever. But they make you care. They and they're like, well, no, that's like, but the the brother that's the the fuck up brother is uh, being played by Chris Farley. It's like, oh, oh, well, now you have my attention. Now we have a movie. <clears throat> yeah. So the guy that works in his campaign is, yeah, that's David Spade. Okay, well, maybe so this So who's might... going to play everybody else? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it could literally be anybody you can think of. If you got those two guys, you can make it. You've got movie. yourself a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm and, pretty sure that's how that pitch meeting went. It's like, yeah. I don't know, this script's not great. No, it's not, until you hear who we're going to put in those two main roles. Chris Farley, David Spade. How much money do you need? Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and approve their budget. Yeah, yeah. let's get this. Uh, let's get this rolling, guys. <laughs> but that's the thing I think about, like Jay and Silent Bob, is that like you know I know a lot of people are like ah oh, you know he puts Jay and Bob in like everything because yeah he, he put them in you know Clerks and he put them in Mallrats and he put them in Dogma and then the Jay and Bob movie and you know all this kind of stuff and it's like but the thing is is that like because Kevin has always felt that. The most entertaining person amongst their group of friends was Jason, was Jason Muse because he's like anytime Jason would show up, he's like whether he was on like the set of Clerks or he would just be hanging out with other people. It's like he has like this magnetic ability to bring you into his world like immediately when you see him because he yeah i was listening to an interview and he was like jason muse is the funniest person he's ever met right and he was like 
And I was like, if I ever make a movie, I'm putting that motherfucker in it. Right. And, and he does not a classically trained actor at all. No, but he's great, and he's really great in this movie. But yeah, he, he acts his like, ass off in this movie. He fucking I, I will say this, goddamn man. I will say this, Jason Mewes, like he's one of those people. Like he did do like a few kind of like independent movies that was like not related to to Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. just kind of like side projects that he wanted to work on, you know. And he was like in and out of rehab for drugs and stuff like that, and then he ended up having a his hard daughter. Life. He's had some crazy shit happen in his life, right? Because just the drugs, and he's just he's just you know kind of this like weird entity that just you know he just. He worked on Kevin's movies, and then he would just use his money to get drugs and stuff. And he was just kind of a junkie for a while. And then he does some of these independent movies. Then he comes back, and he's like, okay, well, he's Jay again in the Jay and Bob reboot movie. And you're watching this, and you're like, this motherfucker, he is putting in a performance that I I wasn't sure that Jay was capable of. Yeah, no one's going to take him seriously because he's Jason Mewes, but... I mean, he, he acts his he, ass off in this he, movie. He was great in this movie. If he doesn't get other roles outside of this after that, I mean, I just don't know what to tell you. I don't know right. what you want from an actor if that's not good enough. You know, because he 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 does he does really great. And then like uh, like I was saying, like Kevin Smith was talking about, he was like he was like you know I love to talk, but I will talk and talk and talk and talk and not you know, make people laugh necessarily. He's like, Jason Mewes can walk in the room, everyone just goes around him, he said, everything he says, everyone laughs at, he's like, including me. He was like, so I was like, he's literally the funniest person I've ever met up in, uh, in person, like in real life. Right. He's like, so a lot of times, a lot of the scenes, I'm like, this is what we're going to do. He was like, and even in back in the day, when we first started, this is what we're going to do, and Jay would just say shit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, I would write dialogue for almost everyone else. Let Jason Mewes just say some shit. Yeah, because that's all he was on yeah. Clerks. Yeah, on uh, Clerks, he basically just said whatever the fuck he wanted to. Yeah, and, and Kevin just, just like, kept it. Yeah, it's like, well, we're just gonna go with it. Yeah, I think he would take like you know a few takes and let him say different things, and then just keep the best one, and then just move on. Yeah, it's like once he got the the joke that was the best one, it's like okay, well we're gonna go ahead. And I think that you know it's like the people that say that like. You know, uh, where it's like you could have fulfilled your destiny. You were supposed to be the chosen one. You mm. know, all this stuff, and it's like, and then you go back and you just you just go back to Jam Bob. It's like you can't ever escape. Just can't ever escape Jam Bob. You've got to always go back to that because that's the I, only thing that you're good at. And then you they know. said the thing about uh, making like Marvel movies and stuff. Yeah, I've never gotten the impression. And I might be totally wrong. I've never gotten the impression that Kevin Smith wanted to do that. I Work know on a Marvel movie? Yeah. I know that he likes the Marvel movies, and he's always been a big fan of them since the MCU started with Iron Man and everything. But the thing with, with Kevin is that, like, he probably feels like, okay, he's probably never going to get an opportunity to direct one of those movies because... Which I don't see why not. I mean, if I, mean, Peyton, I think if, if you Reed, had the... If Peyton Reed can direct Ant-Man, Kevin Smith could do something. You're right. I mean, you know, it would have to probably be something that definitely had humor in it. Like, maybe if, I don't know, like if they did like a Howard the Duck movie or something, you know, he could maybe do something with that. If they did that, he should totally put Jay and Silent Bob in it. 
and then just be like, yeah, they're in the MCU now. Yeah, and like make them MCU characters in that continuity. That would be pretty hilarious. That would be but awesome. The, but I know that, like, because Kevin wrote, uh, like, some of the Daredevil comics. Like, he's done some Daredevil series of comics where he wrote the storylines for Daredevil. That would be cool if they made a movie with Charlie Cox because I think it's confirmed that Charlie Cox is going to be in the next Spider-Man movie as Daredevil. Ah. Uh, so... That would be cool if they're like, oh, well, this done well enough. Well, let's make a Daredevil movie with Charlie Cox. Hey, Kevin Smith, you want to direct this motherfucker? Right. Because he's always been a big fan of Daredevil, and he was like one of the people that kind of pushed Affleck into doing it back yeah. in the day. Because he was like, yeah, he's like, they offered me Daredevil. He's like, I don't know if I want to do Daredevil, though. And he was like, you got to fucking do that, man. And he's like, yeah. how often do you get an opportunity to be a great character like that? Shouldn't have done it. Yeah, now, in hindsight, it's like, ah, that movie's not great at all. But at the time, it's like you can't fault uh, Affleck for wanting to do it. Because it's like, like, look, you're going to be, you know, we brought in Jennifer Garner, and she's going to be Elektra, and, you know, you're going to be able to play, you know, this character that, like, you know, and you, you grew up reading and stuff like that. And Kevin Smith was like, no, you gotta fucking do it, man. It's Daredevil. You gotta do it. Like, you gotta do this. And he pushed him into it. And then eventually, he, you know, it's like we saw that the movie was just not great. Then they tried to sort of save it a little bit by coming out with that Electra movie with just Jennifer Garner by herself. And it's like, the, the thing that I thought about the Netflix version was that, like, I, I did not grow up reading Daredevil. I really wasn't a comics kid when I was growing up. Right. I didn't read, like, a ton of comics. Like, my introduction to comics really was, like, the X-Men cartoon from the 90s that was on Fox Kids. Like, that's that was, like, I didn't really know much about them, but I knew, like, the X-Men because of the cartoon and stuff like that. I really wasn't a comic kid, but watching daredevil i was like i fucking love this show it's so well done yes you know it's like it's so like the writing is so well done like even just like how they film the sequences and the fighting and like charlie cox he's like totally believable as that character right you know and it's like it's so well done that i was like okay well you know i'll try out like the you know the uh iron fist show and Stuff like that. I never really watched Jessica Jones or like Luke Cage because I just I didn't always have Netflix to when those were on. Yes. But the thing that that I would say is that like when it comes to something like Daredevil, if you were going to do a live action and maybe if you didn't get the crew that worked on it from the Netflix stuff, taking somebody who's written Daredevil comics and done series for it and be like Kevin, we know that you know you're a big Daredevil fan and you've always loved that universe. What about doing the Daredevil movie with yeah. Charlie Cox? He would be he would he would like shit himself yes. if he got an opportunity to do that. And it's like this is an MCU movie where you know Daredevil is going to be mixed in with like the Spider-Man universe and all this sort of stuff. And you know he would be like, oh my god, like this is. And you know as soon as they would announce something like that, people would be like, hack Kevin Smith manages to get a Marvel movie. Yeah, and it's like they don't give these movies out to just anybody. No, you know you've got to have a certain like uh, people that maybe didn't know a lot about Ryan Coogler. Once they watch Black Panther, they're like, oh fuck, I need to check out his other movies because 
I remember you were telling me you were like, yeah, no, that's the dude who did uh, the Creed movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, everybody liked Creed basically. Yeah. And uh, you were like, yeah, he's doing Black Panther. And then I watched Black Panther, and I'm like, he fucking killed it. He did so well with that movie. They're like, how many more sequels of this can we make? How many yeah. times can we use Chadwick Boseman? Because we're about to do this shit for as long as we can make money on it. Yeah, I mean, Coogler was, you know, really, really good director. Uh, and, you know, uh, the director of Black Panther definitely 100% had to be an African-American because that's an African-American story to tell. Right. And his attention to detail is so good. He's also, going to hit all of the points that he needs to just hit. Just uh, uh, mention the the hunters thing one more time. It's produced by Jordan Peele. So yeah, just you know, if you're and basically like, anything that Peele works on yeah. is great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're like on the, the seat about it from my description, just Jordan Peele produced it. So there, that should just push yeah. you push you over. Yeah, watch it because Jordan Peele produced it. Right. So if you're uh, if you're a fan of Jordan Peele and you've watched his movies and. You know, maybe you like Key and Peel and stuff like the show. Let me, let me yeah. give you just just a little taste of what what happens on one episode. This little rich rich bitch uh, Nazi that's hiding some secrets or whatever. Uh, they break into her house after her guests leave, and she's you know she's racist obviously because she's a Nazi. And you get to see her in the scene before, just totally like go white supremacist on one of the uh, uh, female black characters uh that's one of the stars so what they go in there to do her her torture effort to try to get information out of her is they make her eat horse shit ah because <laughs> she's all rich and fancy and shit and they have a plate of horse shit and they just shove it in her mouth if she won't answer the question they Feed her a little bit more. Uh. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. Yeah. See Nazis getting fucked up. Right. It's pretty great. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. But to say that like Kevin's not creative now because he's he he started smoking the weed or you know kind of like yeah a little this bit dude's later trying on. to push an agenda. Yeah, he's like he's trying to say like yeah you don't need the weed man you can be creative with. No one's it. creative on weed. Right. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Ever heard of Jimi Hendrix? Dude was always stoned. Yeah. It was either that or like LSD or... Most creative music ever. Right. Jimi Hendrix. Well, and it's like... I think that's one of the things that... You know, because weed always kind of has this, like, stigma about it where it's like it... It's it, the it, devil. It, it turns... <laughs> <laughs> weed... Marijuana is the devil. Um, it's the devil. It's the devil. Um, but uh, <laughs> but it always gets this negative stigma about like it makes people lazy and yes. that kind of stuff. And it's like I was like, you know, I mean, think about how many. I mean, uh, what was the the one? Was probably it makes ma- some people lazy. It probably makes lazy people lazy. Right. But it's like some people would smoke and they would actually be. Like Dusty, for example, like our friend Dusty from high school, Dusty would smoke uh, a joint basically before every test, and it would help her remember shit. You know, and it, you know, I know a lot of people are like, "Yeah, but like if you smoke weed, don't you forget shit all the time?" Not Dusty. Dusty would be like, "I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this unless I get a little bit of of of, of some puff first. And she would smoke before she would do a test. 
And then she would go do the test and get like an A or like a B plus or something. She would or pass. maybe a C, D, maybe even an E. Yeah, she probably failed the test. No, she no, she would pass basically every test that she took, and, and it might not always be an A, but she did pass. So you're saying for the kids that are listening, if you want to pass a test at school, smoke, smoke weed, weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> you play some Nate Dog. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Yes, we are advocating the use of weed for kids. <laughs> no, we're we, not. We don't want to get sued. Um, but weed uh, for kids, twenty twenty. <laughs> weed for kids, twenty twenty. <laughs> Hashtag weed for kids. Hashtag weed for kids. Oh god, if that that gets trending, that's gonna be that's gonna be great for the show, but not great for really anything else. <laughs> It'll be like, yeah, these two jackasses <laughs> on Beyond the Hate were advocating that children should smoke weed? What the fuck is their problem? It's like, no, what you guys understand is that Dusty was a teenager when she did this. It wasn't like she was like eight years old and was like going to go in and do the spelling bee and was hitting blunts beforehand. Okay, it's not the same thing. We didn't have a spelling bee. Uh, I did in my elementary school. Not in high school, obviously, because we're, we're too fucking old at yeah. that point, but... In my elementary school, though, we, we did have a spelling bee. Yeah. Because I remember I won one of the years. I mean, it wasn't really complicated shit. I mean, it was... <laughs> not to say... I mean, not, not to brag on myself or anything, but, like, I was pretty good at spelling bee when I was a kid. It was one of the things I could do that I wasn't a fuck-up on. <laughs> I could spell shit. But earlier, I couldn't understand why the fuck identity wasn't correct. It was because I put an extra N in it. So I've lost a little bit of that. <laughs> and I've never smoked weed. <laughs> so, so what does that tell you? Maybe you should. <laughs> maybe I should. Weed for adults. Weed for adults. <laughs> weed for adults. Weed weed for adults. That's a new idea. I don't think adults have thought about smoking weed yet. Right, yeah. So. Especially waiting until you're 38 to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like to be like, well, you know, Kevin's creativity's went to shit because he smokes weed now. It's like... No, I mean, if anything, I mean, most people are more creative when they smoke because it does stuff to your mind that, you know, you wouldn't normally have. You have no clue what it does to you. <laughs> I guess I've never smoked it, but I'm assuming that it makes you more creative in some ways. It makes you a superhero. Right. <laughs> you can do anything. You can pass tests. You'll be more creative. Uh... Bigger dick. Usa- bigger dick. Uh, Usain, uh, Usain Bolt won the fucking Olympics 11 times on weed. Uh, that's not true. Is that true? Okay. Like, <laughs> Usain Bolt's like, uh, he's just going to get some puff right before he goes out to break world Does records Does anyone call it puff? Yeah. You, you said that twice, and I was like, I don't know. I've, I've never heard anyone call it some puff. I don't know. <laughs> it's something I'm trying. I'm coming up with it. I was like, is he trying to get something started? Or has he heard someone call it some puff? <laughs> it's a thing I'm trying. I'm trying okay. to see if it catches Hashtag on. Hashtag smoke some puff. <laughs> smoke some puff. You know, because you got to try shit, right? <laughs> I mean, even whether you have the weed or not, you got to still be creative. Try that puff. Try the <laughs> smoke some puff 2020. Smoke some puff. 20. Get that shit going uh, on social media. That would be great. Millennials, get that shit rolling. Yeah, because you guys are our future and we're fucked, but we might as well have some entertainment <laughs> while we're doing it. We might it. as well have some fun while we're fucking sinking this shit. Right. 
while the Titanic's going down, the band was still All fucking right, playing. They were still playing. Party on. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to go to break. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about how fucking awful the acting was in this movie. Oh, yeah. Because it was terrible. Remember? Oh, yeah. I remember watching it. And I'm like, man. This acting is so shit. Ben Affleck. Why is he in this movie? Yeah. No talent. Jason Lee? What has he ever done? Except Hack. Create one of the best shows in TV history. But fucking loser. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back. Why don't you come out? And we are back. Back into his house. <laughs> back into his house. Um, Stan Lee was supposed to play a huge role in this movie, but he unfortunately passed away. Rest in peace, Stan Lee. Rest in peace, Stan Lee. Um, uh, he was supposed to play the Kevin Smith character. That was supposed to be Stan Lee. Uh, so, whenever Stan Lee died, Kevin Smith just used Kevin Smith. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what happened there. That's because Kevin Smith normally wouldn't have wrote his actual self into the movie. Uh, but when Stan Lee died, he was just like, well, I'll just do it. <clears throat> you know, it would have actually been kind of interesting if he would have just decided. But I think he thinks that, you know, he could have got more jokes in it. It would have been interesting if he would have just, like, asked Tarantino to do it. That would have been interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would have been a different type of movie in the end, though. So, it, it was more emotional with Kevin Smith being that character. So, that's pretty good. Yeah. And it, it's also pretty cool for uh, people who want to see kind of like the uh, some of the, you know, kind of like an Easter egg for that. Just wait till the, you know, like the credits they do, kind of like a post-roll for the credits. Yeah. And it's a, it's a little scene where it's Kevin and Stan Lee... And they're trying to, you know, do one of the do scenes. Do the scene, and yeah, Kevin's not talking, and it's like, oh yeah, because your character doesn't talk. Someone give me Jay. <laughs> yeah. Someone give me Jay. Yeah. And it's like, ah, it's like, that's great. That was a great little moment. Because it's like, they do a lot of, like, the alternate takes and, like, I guess the cutscene stuff while they're doing the credits. Well, they're just doing a table read. Is it? Oh, is that yeah, what? Yeah, they weren't really, like, filming for the movie. They were just doing, like, a table read. They just met up to do like read the scripts with each other yeah because they had like uh it's like in the credit sequence it had it shows like actual scenes but it's like it's alternate takes or i guess it's yeah. like cut stuff yeah and then at the very end you have the thing with kevin and uh yeah stan lee. lee so yeah that was pretty cool to see stan there at the very end um it's uh <clears throat> and that's one of the things too is like 
because uh, people always want to complain about like the acting in these movies, and it's like considering that Jason Mewes has never like taken an acting lesson in like his life, you know. <laughs> Which, I mean, you don't have to to be an actor to take acting lessons. No. You know. But a lot of people think like, oh, well, you have to go study drama and you have to take the acting right. classes and do all that kind of stuff. And it's like, Jason Mewes, he just, he has a natural talent for it that it's just like undeniable. Right. You know, and it's like some people would probably need to go do that to like learn, you know, how do you embody a character? How do you, you know, how do you do all that sort of stuff? And a well, lot of like actors go Dave through Batista, that. Dave Bautista, whenever he got casted as Drax, he, he immediately went and took acting classes right because he didn't know how to act when he got that part you know and then he went and learned yeah so he could be the best he could be as Drax and it's it's interesting because some people would need to do stuff like that like Batista felt like well I need to go do the acting classes because I want to I want to show Marvel that you know they made a good decision by casting me as Drax and then you have people like Jason Mewes that never did any of that shit and He's probably the best actor in this movie, besides uh, Ben Affleck. Besides Affleck, but in terms of like how much of the story revolves around Jay, because the whole the, the majority of this movie really revolves around. It's Jay. about Jay. Yeah, it's about Jay. And then also another uh, reveal in the movie that Silent Bob's gay. <laughs> yeah, but it's also funny because like uh, you know his uh, his actual real life wife. Uh, you know that you know she takes him into the bathroom and I guess she just blows him or something. But I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, but they reveal it in the movie that Silent Bob is gay. So that's weird. Yeah. Uh, and oh, and on that token, I also thought it was kind of funny that they brought back um, uh, what's his name? Was it Randy Saint Randy? Yeah. The, yeah. From, they, uh, they, yeah. They brought him uh back from Zach and Mary. Make Zach a and Mary make a porno. Zach uh-huh. and Mary is now part of the Skewverse now. Oh, really? Okay. That's why he did it, to tie uh, Zack and Mary into that, but in a subtle way, because he said, I don't uh, I don't own Zack and Mary. Right. And he was like, so I had to do it subtly, so I got my, my friend Justin Long to come in and do the same character uh, from Zack and Mary Make a Porno. Yeah. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, it's a dude from Zack and Mary. I was like, ah, Justin Long, you motherfucker. You, okay. Justin Long's fucking great. We were just talking about him in our dodgeball episode. Right. And uh, I'm starting to realize, sometimes when you do this show, you are you don't put a lot of things together until you talk about it a lot. I think I'm a super Justin Long fan. Because, right. <laughs> like, you remember how we went through the list? Uh, I forget what episode it was on. Uh, it, was a, it was a list that we were doing to see if I was a Steven Spielberg fan. Right. And it turns out I am. Uh, because we went through the list of his movies, and I was like, yeah, pretty much like like 85% of them. It was when we were doing the Jurassic Park episode. The yeah, first yeah, The Jurassic yeah. Park episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I and was it like... Was, and, you were like <laughs> and it was like, okay, well, here's the movies that he's directed. Do you like this movie, you know, yay or nay? And it's like, most of the stuff that Spielberg's worked on, Steve likes. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I, I am a Steven Spielberg fan then. So... I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things with Justin Long too, because like everything I can think of that he's in, like uh, uh, waiting and 
you know, like his role in Idiocracy was pretty funny, even though it's short. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, what's the one um, that he he does where it's like uh, he does the fake college is accepted? Accepted, yeah, yeah. Accepted yeah. was really good because I had like uh, I had like um, Lewis Black in it. You could get more credits to go to that college than you could Trump University. Yeah, that's a fact. And, and 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 accept and the college and accept it isn't real because it's a movie. Still can get more credits. <laughs> you can get more credits from watching the movie than you could go into Trump University. That's very true. And if you think that Trump University was a good idea, he also has some steaks he can sell you too. Yes. <laughs> Uh, just in case you get hungry going through all those non-credited classes. Um, but, uh, They're called fuck-off steaks. Fuck-off, yeah. This is Donald Trump's fuck-off steaks, because if you eat this, you can fuck off. Uh, <laughs> and if you don't eat it, you can also fuck off. You can also off. fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, a great idea for steaks. I, I think I like that idea. Right. <laughs> Fuck off steaks. This is uh, this is the Beyond the Hate brand. Fuck off steaks. It's like I just bought twenty packs of steaks. They're only like fifteen bucks, and then you fucking get them, and it's like a fucking pack of uh, ham or something. <laughs> it's like spam in the shape of a steak. Yeah, it's like this is goddamn spam. This is spam that's been like pre-cut. What the fuck <laughs> is this? It's like look, not all spam can come in a can, sir. Well, this is bullshit. I paid for steaks. Like, you know... The, the, Read the, the fine print, and it's like, this is not a steak. This is clearly just cut pants, spam. And it's like, what the fuck? Are you serious with this shit? It's like, look, I man... I want to cancel my order. You can in five years. Right. You're signed up for five years. You signed the contract. What yeah. the fuck? I signed a contract? It's like, yeah, you gotta read all them shits. Just like in this movie where like, Jay's like, who the fuck cares? Just sign it. Yeah. They didn't read it, and then they end up getting fucked over for their names. And then <laughs> fucking Bob's like, that's why I wanted you to read the shit. You know, he's just kind of like emoting over there like, what the fuck I told you? Um. <laughs> I like how Bob like fucking types on his phone for like a minute, and then he and turns it's just it around an emoji. An emoji. <laughs> it's just a... It's like, what are you typing? Yeah. <laughs> Because you think he's like typing out like a response, and then it's just he just emoji. turns it, and, and they even got fucking Val Kilmer to do that when he's yeah. playing Blunt Man, and he's like, da, 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 and he fl- turns it around. And it's like the laughing while crying emoji. Two it, people it, that played Batman are in this movie, right? Oh and man, if only could have got Michael Kilmer. Keaton too. Oh, that yeah. would have been that would have been great, or like a Christian Bale. Uh, that would have been pretty cool, but I don't know what the fuck. That would have just been a weird cameo to see Christian Bale in this. But uh, <laughs> unless he would have made fun of himself, like you could have just seen him on a movie set, and he's just like, "Are you a fucking professional?" Right? Yeah, yeah. Of the whole situation, like, ah, that's funny. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's like the Terminator thing. Yeah, uh, or he's like cussing out the lighting guy. <laughs> <laughs> or was it was it the lighting guy or was it a sound guy? I think it was the lighting. Was the lighting guy? guy? Yeah. Okay. So as far as the acting goes, so it. it I don't know. People did not. I don't think people understand what the fuck acting is. And it's like if you watch movies long enough, you you can tell the difference between like good acting and like average, and then bad. You know, at least you should be able to if you've watched enough movies, right? Well, see, this I think I talked about this on the show before. Acting is making somebody believe what you're doing, right? So acting isn't like you have to be Leonardo DiCaprio or Daniel Day Lewis every movie it's just you have to get people to believe you 
Yeah. And if you can do that, guess what? You're acting. Yeah. If they can believe that you are that character, then you've done your job. You know. Uh, does anybody not believe that Jay, like Jason Mewes is Jay? No. He's pretty much, he acts just like him in real life. Yes. Uh, but it says, uh, it says, wow, this movie is bad. I like the Clerks movies and the original Jay and Silent Bob movie for the most part, but this is just super lazy and sloppy. The script is very poor, and most of the actors are just phoning in their performance for a paycheck or being blackmailed into it, I guess. Uh, sure, there, are, uh, there is a basic theme about allowing kids to enjoy reboots that original fans might or may not enjoy, but it is a film that should have stayed in Kevin Smith's head instead of wasting everyone's time by being made. A host of cameos that go nowhere and merely, merely demonstrate how desperate so many actors are to alter their faces in a bid to secure work as they age. Cringeworthy. The pacing is all over the place. One minute it's moving quickly, and next it's slowed to a crawl so Kevin can give another uh, heavily, uh, another heavy monologue by one of the many famous actors he's guilted into doing a cameo. The plot, such as it is, isn't even worth clarifying, and I can only assume was based on an idea by Jason Muse's child, who is actually the best actor in this whole tragedy. She's four years old. It's just one meta joke after another with very little cohesion between the scenes. The storyline uh, is virtually non-existent. The acting is wooden. All the characters just seem to be there to either give us a glorified cameo or a service with another, yet another in-joke into uh, one of the following things from the, uh, from the universe, like Kevin Smith's heart attack, um, uh, reviews of his previous films to show off, uh, or, or to show off his family, or to talk about his veganism, or the fact that he was too fat to fly on a plane, or relive a previous joke from another movie. It's like a movie version of an evening with Kevin Smith and Jason, and it doesn't work at all. Seems like it was made to appease and kickstart his daughter's acting career. Loved his older movies, but this one is definitely not worth your time. Yeah, that just sounds like somebody that's um, mad that a female character actually had a prominent role in this movie. Um, because she did great. I mean, she really did. She did great. Harley Quinn? Yes. Yeah, I. to me it's like, I think that with... Um, I and that's just the thing. It's like because I I didn't know what the fuck Yoga Hosers was until Steve told me about it, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like the movie's ridiculous," but he's like, "You gotta check it out." And it's like you know his uh, it's like Kevin's daughter is like one of the main characters in that movie. And yeah, I'm like, it's, Ke- it's Harley Quinn Smith and Lily Rose Depp. Lily, Ro- yeah, that's right. It's uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. Yes, um, I was surprised she wasn't in this movie. Yeah, because aren't they like good friends, uh, Harley Quinn and Lily Rose? Yes, yeah. Uh, but Lily's really more into modeling, so yeah. Uh, but uh, I, but yeah, Steve told me he was like, yeah, he's like, check out Yoga Hosers. He's like, it's on uh, Netflix, and I watched it and I was like, this movie's fucking ridiculous. Like it, it's crazy as fuck. But I was like, but Harley Quinn and Lily Rose, like they are the they are the biggest thing in that movie. Like yeah. I love them in that movie because they're. Their characters are so cool. And it's like when you see 
uh, Harley Quinn in this movie, you know, she's playing uh, Millennium Falcon, right? Because she's Justice's daughter, Justice and Jay's daughter. Um, she does a very good job in this, and she she does considering that she's actually Kevin Smith's daughter in real life. Yeah, she does. She embodies Jay in like this weird way where you're like, oh, that's. It's like she almost makes you really think that like she's actually Jay's daughter, and it's that's Jay doing his job, yeah, making it seem like you know he's actually Jay, and then she's actually you know Jay's daughter. It's such a good way to get this this across. I I, I really love the scene where. Uh, Harley Quinn's talking about she wished, you know, she could just have like a cup of coffee with her dad and stuff like that. Yeah, and just She's talk. telling that to Jay and he's like, well, I knew your dad a little bit. Piece of shit. Yeah. You know, you're better off, you know, not doing that or whatever. And I was just like, man, and stuff. And you just see like the tears in his eyes or whatever. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he brings he her some like, coffee. Yeah, he was like, I, I don't... I don't know how to do this and stuff like that. And she's thinking that he's he's going to ditch her or whatever. Yeah. And then Silent Bob walks over there with some coffee and he was like, he was like, but I figure we could have a cup of coffee and, you know, try to figure it out. And she's, yeah, that, that, that scene's pretty emotional, you know. It's, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Also, the other thing, too, that I liked about that scene so much is that it plays Pearl Jam's daughter yeah. in the background. It's a good, uh, yeah. And it's like... It's like, oh, that's like the perfect music for this. Because, I mean, for one, it's Pearl Jam, so you can't you can't go wrong with Pearl Jam. No. You can literally take any Pearl Jam song, put it in a soundtrack. It's, it's a great soundtrack. Yes. You know. And then to have it have that emotional significance where it's like her going to the quick stop with Jay, and it's like, what do you do? And it's like, this, basically, until somebody wants to buy some weed. <laughs> like, you know, that's like, that's basically his life. His life is not complicated. No. And, you know, it's like, it's like now Jay's like, oh, but I can, I can teach her how to do what I do. And it's like, Jay, you don't do anything really that important, dude. You're just a drug dealer. <laughs> but the thing for him is that, like, he, he never knew that he had a daughter. Yeah. Because, you know, Justice kept it from him, didn't, never said anything to him, never, you know, tried to reach out like, hey, because she's like, I just don't want Jay to have to deal with that. Just let Jay be who he is. And it's like, you realize from, like, seeing this that, like, it's like Jay probably would have been a big part of her life. And is he, would he have been, like, the greatest dad? No, probably not, because he's a bit of a fuck mess. Jay's always been a bit of a fuck mess. But at least he would try. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't have, is they don't have a dad in their life. And if they do have a dad in their life, they don't give a shit about them, and they don't actually try to... To do things with them and try to be a good parent, right. Jay at least would would try. Would he fail? Yeah, probably he'd fail on like a lot of things because I mean, let's be honest, he's a drug dealer, and he's he's uh, and he, drug dealers can't be good people, right? That's what but he's John like saying. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But it's like, but he's like a drug dealer, and he doesn't really have any ambition in his life. 
now that he has the daughter, that might be the thing that finally gets him to, to stop doing that and maybe do something more with himself. Look, I mean, Jay and Silent Bob has saved the world. What the fuck else do you want? That's true. <laughs> you know, um, the uh, oh, one thing is a side note. That whole thing. <laughs> Because you, you told me about it ahead of time with uh, Matt Damon and the, <laughs> Loki. The, the fucking Loki thing. You told me about it and I'm like, okay, what what's the context of this? And there's like no context. He just shows up. I was he, just saying, like, there's just one point in the movie where he just pops in right. and says the all the stuff about Loki to make that born identity joke and then it's over. And then they never, never bring it up shows again. back up. No. I thought he was going to show back up later. Yeah. He never shows back up. Like back when they're at it's the convention or something. It's literally just one scene in the midpoint of the movie. Explains what happened to Loki, which it really doesn't. It was just making fun of Born Identity, right? And then that's it. And he says uh, he was the he was the Loki in the '90s before Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. <laughs> and his bad English accent. Yeah. <laughs> that was like oh, it's like but Tom Hiddleston actually is from England, so. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was funny that he got Matt Damon back to do just that one little scene. That was pretty hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the thing with, uh, fucking, was it Fred Armisen and, uh, the whole, uh, the ride sharing thing? That, that was pretty funny. And the idea that he came up with the, the fucking hater tots thing. Hater tots. And then hater tots ended up becoming like a big, like, <laughs> clan and neo-Nazi for thing for hate yeah. groups. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then they start serving hater tots at the uh, the clan meeting. When the they're clan all, meeting. It's like, hey guys, we have, ta- we have hater tots. And it's like... Oh, I love these. Oh, I love these. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm like, the, the hater tots thing is... Knowing Kevin Smith, that's going to come up later. Did not expect it to actually be like actual clansmen, <laughs> like about ready to set all the girls on fire and like you know kill them. And then you reintroduce the hater tots, and you're like, oh fuck no, this is like a all, big thing with hate groups. All about the hater tots. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, the one that got me. Uh, that made me probably laugh more than it should was when they first go to the movies to get some food and, you know, like, um, the Merkin dude, he gets arrested. In the because background. He's, <laughs> he's smoking that weed and then he's like, he's like, you know, Mr. Underhill, you know, and uh, trying to get their attention and stuff. He's like banging on the window and he's getting arrested because he's smoking one of those, like, badass blunts. Uh, the, the three strains of gold that they have. And then they're ordering... And then fucking Silent Bob, he goes in there to punch in, because he's like, he's like, I'm not gonna order your vegan shit. He's like, you know, you go, you know, you order it on your own, you know. And then he's like, I'm gonna go take, you know, he's like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and he punches that shit in, and then it's just like, it's like the, the fucking eggplant emoji. Eggplant. And then he shows it to the girl, and she was like, Ah, oh, what the fuck? And she's like, This old man's trying to give me his dick. Yeah. And it's like no he's a vegan he's like do you have like an eggplant or like a cucumber or something and then uh, and then like Kevin Smith's actual like wife uh, takes you know Silent Bob into the bathroom and takes care of him you know and it's like <laughs> the whole thing with the eggplant I'm just like I'm like that's definitely uh, that's definitely millennial humor 
because the eggplant emoji is, you know, because of the connotation of it. That just, that, that part made me laugh so bad where he's like, no, I just want food. I just want vegetables. Because <laughs> he's doing the whole vegan thing now. Oh, God. That, that, that part got me because I was like, uh, th that's something that's like, it's millennial humor, but it's also Kevin Smith, like, embracing the millennial humor. Right, Yeah, right. it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> but, like, the whole thing where it's, like, you know, they make fun of, like, you know, the thing where it's, like, um, uh, you know, the weight, you know, the, uh, the flying thing, and then he's too fat, and he was, like, he's, like, Silent Bob's went vegan, though, he's lost all his weight, right. and everything, and I was, like, that's pretty cool that they bring that back around to, like, I remember, like, the thing where, like, he was, like, too big to get on the plane or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're, like, well, we don't know if you're gonna be able to fit in the seat, and, it's going to be a safety thing and all that stuff. I was like, oh, my God. But Kevin Smith, like, he's... That's the thing I've always loved about Kevin Smith is that he can take something like that that is just really super uncomfortable and be like, fuck it. Let's just use it as the comedy. Yeah, let's make it. Let's make fun of it. Let's make fun of it because, you know, he's you know one of those people that he's like, I'm going to steal the thunder. So, like, if somebody's like, yeah, but he's his fat ass. We couldn't even get on a plane. He was too fat to fly. And then he does the joke in the movie and it's like... Oh, well, uh, I, you know, Kevin's already made fun of himself. I mean... Yeah. It's like, but do you remember that time you were too fat to fly? Yeah, I do. I made fun of it in my movie. Yeah, I've already put it well, in my movie. Well, then... Fuck uh, you, Kevin Smith, IMDb. Uh, fuck you, I'm gonna go on IMDb and talk shit about your movies. Fuck, fuck Tusk. Movie. That movie sucked. <laughs> Kinda. I never watched Tusk, so I don't have, like, a, like an opinion on it. But, um, I did watch Red State, and I liked Red State. Red State was really good yes, to me. Yes, you've talked about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Have I mentioned it as much as I've mentioned J. Edgar? Because I feel like I've mentioned J. Edgar probably more. <laughs> we will eventually do that movie at some point, I hope. J. Edgar? Yeah, the J. Edgar movie with DiCaprio playing J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, God. I don't know. That'd be too political. <laughs> It, it probably could be too political. Might be too political. Maybe for maybe we could do like a Beyond the Craft, if nothing else. Maybe. Yeah, because the Beyond the Craft start, are, and I'll just be like, "This is too political." Political. We're gonna have in. to shut this down. We're not Robert <laughs> Evans. This is not worst year ever. No, I'll say this: if we get Robert Evans on the podcast, we'll do we'll do because <laughs> then we can do some super heavy political stuff. Yeah, and he'll have like fifteen pages prepared for Jay Edgar, and then you'll fucking hate Jay Edgar by the end of the episode. Yeah, I'd be like Jay Edgar Hoover was just a fucking he was just an asshole. And then you're just like, I don't even like terrible. that movie anymore. Thanks, Robert Evans. Never Thanks come back here. <laughs> Thanks for ruining everything that I love. I hate you because that's that's actually what he does. <laughs> Listen to. Behind the bastard, uh, bastards and um, hate yourself after he talks about humans that existed and done terrible things and no one did anything about it. Right. Yeah, it kind of makes you go like, what the fuck is wrong with humanity, man? This is just bad. Because most of them, it like ends and they're like, oh yeah, he, he, he died a, a millionaire with a wife and like five beautiful kids. And it's like, what? <laughs> and it's like... Yep, that's how it happened. This is the end of the episode. Bye. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he what? died peacefully in his sleep. He killed like 100,000 people. What the fuck? Yeah. The, the people like that should not get a, a hero's way out. Where like they had this great life. With, but, uh, 
if you listen to the episodes, a lot of them do. Like, like they'll do like all this bad shit that any normal person would have been fucking ex- executed for. And right. then, then they'll end up like, yeah, he uh, died or, or he lost a lot of his funds. He only had like ten million dollars when he died because he was like, like had like five six hundred million dollars or something like that and only died with ten million it's like oh poor thing <laughs> oh poor baby yeah uh <laughs> but uh but, but that's the thing for the people that are like yeah kevin's just making fun of like or he's using you know he's like bringing back jokes that come from like older movies hello if you've never watched a kevin smith movie before he likes to make callbacks to his other yeah. movies and it's it's like if you don't understand that going in, you're gonna you're either gonna be lost because you're not sure where the jokes are coming from, or you're gonna be like, why is he bringing that back? It's like he's always brought shit like that back. That's one of the things I like about Kevin Smith is that he's very super self aware about the kind of things that uh, his fans want to see. And because uh, I remember Steve saying he was like, yeah, he's like, did you see the Jay and Bob reboot yet? And I'm like, no. And then, you know, Steve had the copy of it, and he was like, he's like, this might be, like, probably the best movie that he's done. You know, and I'm yeah, like... I stand by that. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, is it, like, is it really that good? Because I'm like, I know people are going to hate on it, obviously, because it's Kevin Smith, and they hate... Kevin Smith is kind of like the ICP of filmmaking. He's got a very it's rabid fair. fan base fair. that loves him, but then he's got, like, a lot of haters. You know? Um, and... It's like, I think with Kevin, it's like, you either get his humor and you understand it and you've understood it since Clerks, you know, and Mallrats and Dogma and all these different movies, or you're just never going to get it and you're always going to hate everything that he yeah, does. If you like his humor, if you know what the, the a lot of the stories are about, if you know him, this, is, this movie isn't for people that are new to Kevin Smith. No, this, this is, is for his his longtime fans. Old school fans. So if you're not a longtime fan, don't watch this movie. And also, don't watch this movie thinking it's the sequel to Jan's Island Bob Strike Back. It's not. It's a direct sequel to Clerks 2. Right. So watch it as Clerks 2, Jan's Island Bob Reboot. Right. Because that's, that's the order of it. Jan's Island Bob Strike Back is also a sequel. Clerks too, because they're making fun of reboots and remakes and sequels. They're both in the same exact position, even though some of the stuff that happens in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back affect this movie. It's not a sequel to it. It's a reboot. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> weird too when you think about it. Because they, they make they make fun of all that simultaneously. Because uh, there's there is an interview. With um, Kevin Smith on YouTube, and he is talking about he's debunking fan theories, basically. And there's some good ones on there that he actually likes more than what actually goes on. Uh, <laughs> that he's actually like, I might make that canon because I like that so. Yeah, he was like, I actually love this one. This one's pretty great. So you guys should go check that out if you guys like this movie. Uh, I'm about to look that up uh, on my uh, own. Just him like discussing fan theories yeah it's like a 15 minute video and he's got like all these like fan theories like i think it's off of reddit or something like that reddit okay and uh he's just like he's reading them off and then debunking them are saying yes 
And that's how the uh, um, one of the fan theories was about uh, Silent Bob being gay. And then along with that, he was like, yeah, he is. And it was like, that's, you know, that's how the movie, you know, that's, the movie says that. Uh, he's like, so, yeah, he is gay. You're right. Um, so, yeah, that's just, uh, but, like, the, a couple of the theories were really, really good. Uh, and he just, he loved them. Uh, like, some somebody was trying to do one... I forget. I forget exactly. Just go check it out on YouTube. It's really good. It's really fun. Um, and Jay and Silent Bob. We've watched those guys forever. Right. You know. And I would want to. I, I kind of want to say that I watched the movies pretty much in order. No, no. I, I watched a couple movies out of order. When I was first getting into Kevin Smith. I know Clerks was the first movie I watched by him. Yeah, same uh, here. But I think... I watched Chasing Amy before I watched Mallrats. I want to say... I want to say that I think I watched Dogma before I watched Mallrats and Chasing Amy. I want to say that I think I watched Dogma first... And then kind of went back and was like, okay, well, what's the deal with Chasing Amy and Mallrats? Because they're part of yeah, this world, I, too. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I watched Chasing Amy. Then I actually I actually think maybe I watched Dogma after that, and then I watched Mallrats. I know Mallrats came later because it was harder to find whenever we were, uh, you know, whenever those movies were first out because you had to go to a video store. Yeah, and a lot of times they didn't have mall rats. You couldn't just watch whatever the fuck you wanted to, like you can now. Yeah, because you had to. We had to make sure that Blockbuster had it in stock. And if it wasn't a movie that Blockbuster really felt was going to be rented much, you probably wouldn't find a copy of it. And it really wasn't <clears throat> a, a movie that you would think would be rented much. So, yeah, I, I think I actually ended up the first time I watched Mall Rats would have probably been way after Mall Rats was released. But I always heard it was great. But I do yeah. remember watching Chasing Amy and Dogma very vividly because Dogma was really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially that one line, but you didn't say God bless you when I sneezed. Right. Loki? <laughs> so fucking lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then the whole shit demon thing. That was pretty funny. That was pretty great. Also, I like that Alan Rickman is a Metatron. Yeah. And that. <laughs> he rest does. in peace again, Tam. Yeah, rest, rest, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Everyone's fucking dead. Right. Everyone has died. Oh, and like earlier I mentioned inside the actor's studio, and James Lipton, James Lipton has died now. Yeah. As At the time of recording you, this. You, you know, uh, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I thought he was already dead. That's <laughs> so I don't mean that, but I'm, I'm but I'm kind of with you on that because I I kind of had a feeling that he had died like years ago, and he didn't. He just he just I don't know if he was still doing Inside the Actor Studio like at old age because I don't I think he had stopped the show already uh, yeah. years back. But. Like I said, I, I I don't think it's like uh uh <laughs> you know I I I like the guy a lot, and I was just kind of like. Whenever they're like, yeah, he, he died. And I was like, uh, 
I was just kind of like, uh, I thought he was already dead. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like some people that you are absolutely certain has already died is not. And it's like, it's weird because it's sort of like a Mandela effect thing where you're like, I'm, I, thought, I thought that that dude died like years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty, I was like, I'm pretty 100% sure that he's dead. And then they're like, oh yeah, he, he died. Uh, he died just, just uh, like a week or two ago, yeah. The last also, episode that he made was December 15th, 2019. Which was wow. actually an interview with, with uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Wow, so he was just basically doing it until he died. Yeah. Yeah. He had an episode uh, November 17th where he interviewed Laura Dern. Wonder when, is anyone going to take it over or they're just going to stop the show now? Uh, well, you know, actually, I'm not sure. Because he could, they could probably, uh, probably give it to somebody else. And, uh. I got the perfect person for them. They should cast Sean Connery and let him do inside. <laughs> Shit, the he's too. just as old. <laughs> he wouldn't last very long in that either. Um, yeah, because I mean, Lipston he died at ninety three, so he had a pretty good long he had a life. Great life. Yeah, that's not even a tragic rest in peace. That's a good on you. That's just kind of like it's a, a good on you, man. That's like a that, that's deserving of an Irish funeral right there. Yeah, that's a celebration of it. Yeah, day. it's like you lived a long ass life. You made a great career for yourself as a you know, it's a television host on TV and everything. It's like, yeah, he, he had a badass life. Uh, I don't think anybody would be like, oh, James Lipton, you know, he was taken from us so yeah. young. It's so tragic. That's Kobe. Kobe and Gianna, that's tragic because that's of tragedy. how young both of them were. And also everybody else on the helicopter. Yeah, because there's other people that died on the helicopter that, you know, unfortunately are not as famous, but... Uh, but yeah, it's uh, but that, that whole incident was just, just tragic because of, and you all, you especially all the young lives, all the yeah, young lives, especially like when you think about like Gianna because she had such a bright future ahead of her, and it's all gone now. But you know the one thing that we do have is that, you know, at least we're able to remember Gianna, and and you know continuing on forward. You know that's. Well, just so we won't end in this, uh... <laughs> and I still have one more comment left, so we're not totally done yet. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> it kind of felt like we were winding down there. Well, this one won't take as long. Okay, but uh, but I wanted to get this one out here because it's a smaller comment. It's not as big of a deal as the other ones were, uh, but I wanted to make sure I get it out there because it was something that people constantly talked about. Well, let's stretch it out a little bit longer before we get to it. <laughs> We gotta fill time, Steven. We gotta Hats, fill stats, Pixar style. Yeah, we gotta fill up that time. Get those five minute sequences of somebody's wife dying from cancer, and then I gotta see this man descend into into darkness as he becomes older. Up, the beginning of Up. I'm just gonna say this: the beginning of Up is kind of dark. <laughs> well, so is the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it is. Like when I his mom passes away from my mom passed away of breast cancer, and it's really hard for me to watch. Yeah, so I always skip that part. I just fast forward and then yeah. I start after the abduction. Right. Child abduction. I mean, that's whatever. Yeah, when you get when he gets <laughs> abducted by Yondu, it's like, oh, okay. Well, now that's I'm what cool I to watch. Child the rest ab- of this. Abduction's fine. I mean, right. 
That's still kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so to go ahead and finish up with the last comment here, um, it, it, this one it says, uh, beyond belief, how bad this movie is. If you love Jay and Silent Bob slash Kevin Smith, do not watch this turgid piece of politically correct, socially inclusive, mm, diversified dog shit. Vote Trump 2020. It is really, <laughs> it is really, and they put really in all caps, it is really bad. Worse than you can imagine. It is, it's as inclusive as it is repulsive to the nervous system. Starts off okay, a few funny jokes, Jay and Silent Bob style, but it's a sellout. It starts to get very, very woke around halfway through the movie. Mm, it's it's the horrible sa- thing. It's the same old Hollywood message, just in another format. You know, ruined it. Why do we have to have this woke stuff rammed down our throats at every opportunity? The story lacks cohesion, and the insertion of the daughter and her friends as a diverse group was painful to watch. They were not funny, not entertaining, or enjoyable to watch. Uh, she is wooden, uh, meaning uh, Harley Quinn Smith. She is wooden, and her friends were plain boring. Holly Weird <laughs> can't stand it unless they diversify a movie to death. This is a prime example. A dyke, a Muslim terrorist, and an Oriental girl. They ruined Jay and Silent Bob. I just wanted to cry when this film was playing as it, it did one of uh, the following, and I couldn't work out what it either made me feel really old because this just isn't funny at all or made me doubt my entire taste as a teenager uh when i was thinking that was kevin smith ever really funny when i was younger or was i just really stupid as a teenager either way this movie made me feel really bad and really embarrassed and i will never forgive it for that this dude's very very pissed at the 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 Klansmen were the bad guys in this. Right. He was like, why don't you guys make the clan guys? This the dude enemy? literally just complained about the movie being too diverse, too woke, because he won't he wants to be sleep. Uh right. Uh too diverse. For one, what does that mean? That means only one thing, and it can only mean one thing. You're racist. Right. That's the only thing. It'd be like commenting on Black Panther and saying this movie needs more white people. It's like we dude, did white, we did Black Panther, and that was one of the comments. That, with yeah, it, yeah. It's that like there's not enough white people in this movie. It's way too black. It's like this movie takes place in Wakanda. It's in Africa. It's in Africa, not South Africa. It's in Africa. Africa. Like it's in like if you look at it on the map where they show where Wakanda is supposed to so be, they gave it's like you dead in the middle and of Africa. Also, they gave you fuck, the Martin Freeman's in this movie and Andy Circus. Yeah, those are two really big names. If you yeah, if you're not happy with that, then I don't know what to tell you. I have no clue what to tell you. But in this, it's like okay. Now the the problem that I was having was too woke, and I think they. I think Kevin Smith intertwined his worlds with his daughter's world to make this script. Right. Because the older generation has to get along with the newer generation. Right. Whether you like it or not. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they try to find problems with every movie now. 
you know, oh, this is, you know, back in the, the, the 70s, this movie sucked and they were all sexist and stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay. But you can't retroactively go back and call someone racist. It's right. the conversation we was having about, like, the 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 Genghis Khan thing. It's like, oh, that was super racist. With John Wayne? Oh, yeah, yeah. With John Wayne and stuff like that. And it was like, it is now. But back in the day, who were you going to cast in that movie? That people would actually watch it. That you could actually sell it for. It's like, is it right? No, I'm not defending it, but I'm just saying... There was no one else to sell that movie. Right. They had to get John Wayne. Because if you didn't have John Wayne, people probably no one would have even to go know what it. that fucking movie is to complain about. You can't retroactively go back and complain about movies. That's just not right. Right. It's like, yeah, sure, those things were fucked up. Just leave it as that. And like, you know, like, and if you did some bad shit back in the day, sure. I mean, you should still talk about that. I mean. You know, people do bad shit. They they did it. I mean, whatever. But to say that this this movie's too woke, too diverse, because he he literally called the 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 one the one girl a Muslim terrorist. She's she's a Muslim, but she's not a terrorist. Right, and they even say that in the movie because Jay says a terrorist, and she was like, "I'm not a terrorist." <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was the joke because. You know, they're the older people, and then the younger people are here. So they're they're actually they're actually Jay and Silent Bob actually is the representation of their audience, right? And then you're actually having yourself deal with issues in the film. It's actually really brilliant. Uh, you know, so I don't understand that. Too diverse, by the way, shouldn't be a thing that anyone should ever say. About a movie, right? That's it's just not, too diverse. There's just that's not, not white this people. Is, this is a negative comment, or 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 anything. Not yeah. a, any pe- not enough of any people, right? This shouldn't be a comment. Like the Black like, Panther example, where right. it's like you know, there's there's not enough white people. In there's this not movie. enough white people, or you could even flip it. There's just there's you know, like you know, there's not enough white people, or you could even flip it. There's not enough black people. But if you're you're doing a movie or something about like. Uh, Let's just say, like, uh, you know, fucking war for independence in Scotland or something, and someone makes a comment and be like, they they should have casted more black people. It's like, well, they actually historically cannot cast any black people in this. Yeah, because there, there were no black, black people, people in Scotland, in Scotland when they were fighting for their independence. No, when they were fighting the English, like if you no, did but, Braveheart and you made William Wallace, if you casted instead of casting, you know, <laughs> Mel Gibson, they casted like. Idris Elba, people will be like, that's not historically accurate. But this is what you can do as filmmakers whenever you're still trying to be diverse, but you're trying to be historically accurate. It's not always about the people on screen. The people off screen matter too. Right. So all those people off screen, your your sound techs, your all these people. Stunt they, people. Yeah, they, they, they all don't have to be white. Diversify your staff. Because I was yeah. I was listening to, I forget who was talking about it, but that was literally their biggest complaint. It was like... Didn't the, Jordan Peele say something about that? Because he tries... Was, was think, it Jordan Peele? I forget now. Because Jordan Peele doesn't even cast like all black staffs to, to work on the stuff that he does. 
he he always does diverse staffs. He doesn't be like, well, I'm not going to hire you because you're white. Right. But he's he's going to make sure everyone on the staff is, for one, qualified, and for two, diverse. Because that's the whole point. Uh, and, you know, it was like, uh, you know, the on-screen stuff's okay. That's Hollywood's way of saying, oh, look, you know, we, we made a white character black or something. So we're, we're diverse and we're woke. And it's like, yeah, <coughs> but you're, you, all your sound people are all white. All your, you know, all your uh, set guys are all white. Right. And it's like... Camera that, operators. That's the part... They're all white. ...of Hollywood that we need changed. Right. We get roles. The part we need changed is the actual staffing part. Right. You know, the actual, you know, the stuff that goes into making the films. So, you know, because if those people don't get staffed, then that means there's less opportunity for black directors or Asian directors or Latino directors or people to come up from the ranks because you're just hiring white people. Right. That's where it needs to start. That's what they were saying. It needs to start in the staff. So, if you are uncomfortable with uh, quote-unquote wokeness, which I'm, I'm just saying that not racism... You know, like, uh, this, uh, the woke thing is just, you know, it's just something somebody made up. It's really just, if you're racist, you're not going to like it because they, they threw in some extra characters. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to be a little diverse. We're going to, you know, uh, have some fun with it and stuff like that. Which, that's what these movies are. That's why they're not big budgeted. It's just fun. It's just, well, because it's like... It's just comedy, so it's like it doesn't have to have like an eighty million dollar budget to make a Jay and Silent Bob movie. You just don't need that much money. You need basically just enough to do like sets and do some location stuff, and then to pay the actors. Like it doesn't. There's no special effects in this movie. There's not like anything that you have to do that would be is super expensive. You know what so, I'd love to see a live action of, and it'll never happen. But Jay and Silent Bob meeting Tenacious D. And them all going on a journey together. See, now I want that. I want that to happen. I want that to be a thing that exists. Because just imagine fucking Jay and Bob meeting uh, Jables and Rage Cage. That would be fucking great. Yeah. And then you could even have it where they have to go defeat Satan together or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they could do like a... You uh, just have Jason Like a Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, like... Uh, you know, like, cross we're gonna go defeat, G and Silent Bob. Yeah, Bob. we're gonna go defeat Satan. Yeah, we got problems with that motherfucker too. <laughs> yeah, we don't like that motherfucker either. It's he like wait, burned you know? down the quick stop again, right? <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, yeah, that motherfucker burned down our quick stop. We're about to go fuck him. It's like we're gonna go defeat him with a with a rock. We're gonna kick his ass. We're just gonna straight up kick his ass. Yeah. Where'd he go kick that fucking red motherfucker's ass? And then you find out it's just, uh, you know, uh, Azrael the whole time. <laughs> it's, uh, but, you know, that's like, the, whenever, and I knew that, like, having, like, where her friends, like, she has, like, the, and, and you can tell this person's racist because they use the word oriental to describe the, yeah, the Asian you, you girl. That's not how you... The no. Chinese girl. You don't say oriental. Yeah, you don't say oriental. Uh, but they also said dyke. And I was like, wait, where's the dyke in that group? Because it's like her her deaf, her deaf friend I don't think is a lesbian. 
right? And we know that the Chinese girl, I don't think she's a lesbian. And the Syrian girl, the the Muslim girl, she she's not a lesbian that I know of. So Wait, it's like you talking about the black girl? Uh, maybe because it's like he says a dyke, a Muslim terrorist and an oriental girl walk so, into a bar. Right. <laughs> That's a perfect setup for a joke. So a dyke, a Muslim terrorist, and an Oriental girl walk into a bar. Uh, yeah, and then you're like, Wrecked okay. them, damn near killed them. Wrecked them, damn near killed them. Uh, I still, I wanted to fucking find that joke. I wonder if Chris Farley's ever told that actual joke. I doubt it's an actual joke. It's, it's just, just something he does just to fuck with people to make them think it's a real joke. <laughs> but uh but yeah it's like but I don't get the idea that the that the, the black girl is a lesbian the the deaf girl like is she supposed to be the the dyke is and the, if she is oh my, no. question, my question is what does that have to do with anything in this movie yeah they could have literally all been lesbians we wouldn't have known it and we wouldn't have given a shit no you know because I thought in the first day in Silent Bob that they were all pretty much lesbians. And uh, actually, pretty much right. Because, you know, um, Shannon Elizabeth's character... Uh, Justice. Justice, boo-boo kitty fuck. Boo-boo kitty fuck. She, she ends up being a lesbian. Because she ends because up... Because she's with uh, Reggie, Rosario Dawson's character. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I guess right. she's technically bi because she did have sex with Jay, but she's... Mainly a lesbian at this point in her life. Yeah, yeah. She's she's married because she's married to, to a woman. Rosario Dawson. So yeah, wouldn't we all want to be married to Rosario Dawson? Yes, but we yeah. can't because she actually is a lesbian. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I thought she was like, wasn't she like going out with like Cory Booker or something? Well, that was just uh, she. She came out recently and said that she was she was gay. She's a lesbian. Oh, I thought she was just bi, though. Well, no, that's not what she said. Oh, well, okay. Sometimes you can, you know, date the opposite sex for a while just to try to, you know, maybe you, you, you think you might be one way or the other, and then you're just like, no, I really don't, I really don't like this. So once Type you've, thing. Yeah, so once you've had a little bit of the buffet, you're like, eh, it's not really my buffet. Yeah, kind of. you go to a different it one. It just took her longer than, you took know. a little bit of a sample, and it really wasn't my thing. I don't blame her. Chicks are awesome, so. Yeah. She's pretty awesome, too, so. Yeah, some of my favorite, my favorite people are chicks, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not wrong in that statement. I would 100% be a lesbian too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think that, you know, people that are going to complain about this movie... Hold like, on, one more thing. Because guys suck. Right. They do. They're, they're, they're yeah. just the fucking worst. We're, we're guys, and we know that we're awful. Fucking We're terrible. The worst. <laughs> Historically, we are the worst. Right. <laughs> And that's even before toxic masculinity. This guy, yeah, this guy that commented, he right there, he would fucking hate that statement because he'd be like, right. oh, man, men, men are better. <laughs> you know, he'd want to say some shit yeah. like that. Men are better. I don't like Kathleen Kennedy because she wants to push that feminist agenda in Star Wars. It's like, it's like look, you could not like Kathleen Kennedy, but that shouldn't be the reason. Right. It should be because... Because she wanted to bring more female characters into Star Wars. That's a reason to hate her. Yeah, it's like, that's not a reason to hate anyone. That's great. Because, you know, 
uh, it brings more girls to Star Wars. There, there, it shouldn't actually be a thing where you had one female in Star Wars for fucking 30 years anyway. <laughs> Yeah. It's a, that's all you had was Princess Leia. That was it. That was it. And then you're now like, you've got yeah, quite a few females. Now we characters. have like five, and they're like, "This is too many. <laughs> we need more dudes." It's like, yeah, we need more dudes in nerd culture. That's what the fuck we need. <laughs> Come on, man. This is a good thing because you have well, Jin, Jin Erso, uh, Ahsoka Tano. Um, it's like, yeah, you had Jin Erso, but guess who's gonna get the spinoff? Not yeah. Jen Erso. No, it's gonna Diego be Cassian. Cassian's getting the spinoff. Uh, the and guy... he's just a fucking cold-blooded murderer. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you have Jen, Os- Jen Erso, Ahsoka Tano, Rey, Kira, uh, Harrison Dula from uh, Rebels. Um, uh, are we gonna try to name them all in this Jay and Silent Bob episode? Or are you good with that? I, I've had enough lazy magnolia that like that's. I think that's about all I can think okay. of. Right I thought now. you were just going to keep going. Yeah, but I mean, but that's Ahsoka? a pretty good. Uh, well, I already mentioned Ahsoka. Oh, and uh, Sabine Wren from Rebels, the Mandalorian girl that spray paints the stuff, that does all the artwork and stuff. She's pretty cool. They have a spray paint. So spray paint cans exist and. Yeah, she like she spray paints stuff, and she also makes grenades that do like. They don't have anything more advanced, and I'm I'm over analyzing <laughs> that. I just don't think spray yeah, paint. Yeah, spray can. paint does exist in Star Wars uh, because their armor is all like uh, kitted out with like uh, cool designs and stuff, and her helmet's like specially painted. She's a Mandalorian, but she's a creative Mandalorian because she likes to paint. And she likes art, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Steve, that character's not for you. <laughs> it's for little girls that are creative. I like it. I like it. I just couldn't. I couldn't help but laugh of, of your description. Of it. <laughs> I like. I like the idea. No, that sounds like a great character. I'm just saying the, the description of your, it. Your character is actually pretty cool. She's one of the things. The I description do like about of it animals. made me laugh. It just kind of sounds like a. a Female Miles Morales, that's a Mandalorian. Right, yeah, um, just with the armor and stuff. Because he's the all artistic and stuff, too. Right, yeah. Um, so just imagine Mor- Miles Morales, but like... A Mandalorian. But like a Mandalorian And teenager. then Gina Carano's character from, from the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, Cara Dune. So there's another there's female. There's Cara Dune, and she might actually get her own spinoff show. Hoping. Which we will watch every fucking episode of. Uh, yeah, get Ronda Rousey to be the villain. Oh. And then just fucking double down on it, man. Yeah, double down like KFC sandwiches, baby. Ro- yeah, have it, <laughs> have it where Ronda Rousey used to be her commander, and then now oh, like in the Rebel Alliance yeah, or something. That would be so good. That'd be so good. Hollywood, make that shit happen. Disney Plus. Let's look. If you guys need ideas, you can hook you can hook us up. Uh, you can, you and know, then email get us. Stephanie Beatrice. And that shit too, uh, Rosa Diaz off of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Stephanie get, Beatrice. Just get all the badass women in that. Yeah, that's how you do that fucking show. Oh, did you, you see what well, was? We're wrapping up. Did you see somebody did a uh, fan artwork of her as She Hulk? Somebody made. They gotta like, make it happen uh, because Mark Ruffalo's talked to Kevin Feige about being in the She Hulk show, right? With her, and I was like, man, fucking him and Stephanie Beatrice would be fucking amazing yeah well and she said that she would love to do it but she's gonna be shooting brooklyn 99 when they're making that movie or when they're making that show they can work around that schedule 
Yeah, I, well, they she, have to she work said that, that she was like, I would love to, guys, but she is like, I'm working on Brooklyn Nine Nine at the same time that they're. She has to, to leave Brooklyn Nine Nine then, and I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. She has to leave it if she's offered it. Yeah, if she's able to do She Hulk, it's like, it's like, look, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I know Steve loves that show because he. He talks about it constantly. She, she is. She is. And she's my, my favorite character in that show. She from is what I've my seen. favorite character on the show, but she has to leave it if she's offered She Hulk. If you're offered She Hulk, you kind of have to go. She you has to, do to that. leave it. So and I would miss her. She could come back for like, you know, cameos and stuff, and it'd be easy to to write Rosa off the show. You can just say she got a promotion, or something like that, because she's she's one of the most badass characters. Yeah. And so just have it just, where she ends up coming back to do a few episodes here and there. Or you could have it where she just runs off with Pimento, which is Jason Manzuka's character on there. And they were, you know, kind of on and off again in love. He's just kind of insane and he just disappears at random things, you know, randomly. So, you know. That's, There's ways you can work around that. You can yeah. you can work around that schedule. E- easily. Like, just, you know, they always make uh, courtesies for the Amy Santiago character because she's always getting pregnant. <laughs> um, which yeah. is good, good for her and her husband because yeah, I, I would definitely probably keep her pregnant too. You know, she's beautiful Spanish chicks, but they, they, you know, they're they're lead characters. Like sometimes Jake will, you know, Andy Samberg, and he he's the producer on the show. He'll take a, you know, he'll, on the episodes he'll take a, you know, a side character and let like Rosa and Amy and. Stuff like that kind of take front and center because you know he, you know he knows everything doesn't have to be about Jake every episode because you know that'd get boring. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you you want to have uh, maybe some of the side characters get something to do, you know that elevates them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's but yeah, I I just don't see anybody else that could really play it unless. It'd be a little weird to get Jamie Alexander, considering that um, she's already Lady Sif anyway. She's already Lady Sif, and they're actually talking about Lady Sif returning for the next Thor movie. The Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, and being uh, um, Valkyrie's queen. Right. Oh, yeah, because remember you telling me about that, because yeah. you know Valkyrie is... Oh no, she's like a lesbian, but she might be bi. I, th- I think she's going to be a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, because of Tessa wanting her to be a little bit more. Because uh, uh, Tessa in real life is bisexual. She's bi in real life, but yeah. she wants the character of Valkyrie to be just gay. You know, You're just right. Feel, and and then they were like, "Well, Lady Sif is actually one of the people that didn't die, and she hasn't been on screen." And the Blind Spot show just ended. Um. So Jamie Alexander's available again, right? So they're thinking that maybe she's going to be either queen just immediately when the movie starts, or she's going to be vying. There's going to be a love story between her and Valkyrie. That'd uh, be interesting. Build yeah. up, and I was like, I for one, usually in my uh, hero movies, uh, I don't really care that much. You know about stuff like that, but in this one in particular, if it's Jamie Alexander and Tessa Thompson getting to romantic chemistry and probably like actual physical fights, I'm guessing, right? Leading up to that, like uh-huh. physical fights, like pre-flirtation and stuff like that, or to see if you're worthy because this is you know Nords. Yeah, 
Uh, Asgard. I think that'd be amazing. It would be. Especially Jamie Alexander and, and Tessa Thompson. Yeah. You know, Valkyrie and Lady Sith. And then you also have Christian Bell is going to be the main villain. Part of me is even thinking, like, do you, do you kill him in this movie? Or do you just set him up to be, like, a main villain? <laughs> because you yeah. got Christian Bell, but, you know, would Christian Bell want to do a long-term thing? I doubt it. Because um, he's done the uh, multiple comic book thing before with Batman, so it's like, is he? It, would he be okay doing, you know, multiple? It'd even be cool movies. if you you actually done, you know, some stuff that happens in comic books where you start off a character as a villain and then they become a good guy, right? Kind of like a Loki thing, or like Silver Surfer was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he shows the up. Silver Surfer is never. He's not really a villain, villain but he's he perceived does... as a villain because he just scouts out these planets and lets Galactus eat them. Right, but also but he's doing it at the behest of Galactus the, to keep his uh, planet from being eaten. Right, that's and also keep what, his family alive. Yeah, that's basically why. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, because if the planet's eaten, his family dies. Uh, is that how that works? Uh, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His family <laughs> the planet is eaten. But, yeah, it's also one of those things where, you know, um, I was also hearing a rumor about Marvel potentially, because they're like, who's going to be the next big villain and who's going to be the next big villain? And from this, I've read this in a couple different places, that they are considering making Captain Marvel the next villain of the MCU. Well, people already hate Brie Larson anyway, so he'll turn. That's might part of it. Be and then there is a comic book series where Captain Marvel is a villain. So they're thinking maybe they can make Captain Marvel two, and then she ends up becoming a villain. And if they do that, you've already set up that she's actually stronger than Thanos. You already set that up in Endgame, right? Whenever he like tries to hit her, and then she doesn't even budge. Right. So, and it would also set precedence for, you know, the Avengers on screen main villain to be a female. Yeah, because they haven't done that yet. And then you could even, if you, they wanted to, since we're just kind of extending this episode, and people are like, what does this have to do about Jay and Silent Bob? Absolutely nothing, but... Nothing. This is just kind of like bonus material at the end of the movie. Yeah, but this is this is our podcast, so... We, we do what we want. <laughs> we talk about what we want to talk about. So, you know, like, it, it could even be a cool thing to do to make her a villain and then have the um, female Avenger characters only fight her. Yeah. Because that well, um, yeah, like Wasp and uh, and then like because Shuri people and... people were saying like because I thought differently, I thought that Gwyneth Paltrow wouldn't be a part of the MCU anymore after Iron Man died, right? But what they're rumoring are no negotiations for, I guess, is Gwyneth Paltrow to kind of be like the Nick Fury of the female Avengers. Well, that could be interesting. And I was like, and if that's the case, awesome. Regardless of what you think about Gwyneth Paltrow, she's an amazing actress, and she played Petra, uh, Pepper Potts. She might be a little insane in real life, but what actor or actress isn't a little bit insane? 
So are you telling me that if they do this, they're gonna they're not gonna have candles that smell like vaginas? Look, you can say what you want to about <laughs> buying candles that smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy. <laughs> And you can joke about this all you want, but you know goddamn well if fucking Nicki Minaj sold fucking <laughs> Nicki Minaj uh, fucking pussy, candle. pussy candles, you would fucking buy them. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> and Gwyneth Paltrow's a goddamn genius because they're constantly sold out. They are. I, d- I don't know how I don't constantly check and be like fuck whenever my I can't. Steve's order on any. goop every day. Like I gotta uh, order those fucking one thousand pussy know, candles. I, I don't I don't know I don't I don't know how I have that knowledge. Whenever I'm just like, yeah, I mean Gwyneth Paltrow, whatever. She's like a you know four. That's all lies. She's obviously like an eight <laughs> at least. <laughs> because you know Aubrey Plaza ten, Ellie Camper ten. Steve, Steve Scale. Emma Stone, 10. Yeah, Steve Scale is usually, it's Latinas and redheads. If you're a Latina or a redhead, you're going to be scored very highly on that list. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But if, if they ever come out with the Nicki Minaj uh, pussy candle, uh, I would buy them shits. <laughs> you should do it. And it probably would actually smell anything. Like, like doing the was thing. Probably actually smells nothing like our pussy. It doesn't. But who's who? You just she said, just look. You just said it doesn't. But this is the thing about that. How do you know? Because you can look at what it's made out of, and that none of that stuff equals. It's not going to be made like no. Well, you don't know what specifically Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy smells like. No, <laughs> I've never had the opportunity. It could to smell, smell. It could smell like cookies and cream. Like chamomile or something. Chamomile. It's like she was like, "This is what (laughs) I'm telling you. My pussy smells like. It could smell like fucking rotten eggs. We don't know because we've never been. We've never been close. We never will. We never will. Probably not. No. No. You say probably not. Like you're like we We might be saying this off this podcast and get close. Tom's like Tom's like we have a chance. (laughs) You're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) <laughs> There's a chance I could fuck with about <laughs> For one, I'd be too fucking scared. Right. <laughs> I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. And this is true. I would just be too scared of her. Because <laughs> she's intimidating to me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza, on the other hand. I could work with that. <laughs> yeah, I bet you could work with that, couldn't you? Uh, but uh, yeah, this has been a fun topic on the the, the back end <laughs> of it. But Jay and Silent Bob reboot is a really good movie. Movie, um, good way to bring that back. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ben Affleck has a great scene in this movie. Shows you still what he can do. Uh, oh yeah, the, I also thought it was cool that they brought back the Alyssa's character, and you get to see her with Holden McNeil. Yes. And then they're, uh, well, basically they're, uh, you know... Uh, they're co-parents. They're, they're, they're co-parent, you know, situation with and uh, they, the baby. They, they still love each other, but, you know, uh, she's with a, with a woman. Actually, everyone's with a... Yeah, everyone. Yeah. And um, it all stems from the fact that, you know, Kevin Smith's brother is gay in real life. So 
He always likes well, to put I, stuff in I don't in think his... that's where it comes from. I think it's just, you know, him just being, you know, uh, real about the his his world building. Right. Um, but he said that he likes to put gay characters in his movies because his brother's gay and he wants his brother to be able to watch his movies and feel like there's something in there that relates to him too. Well, I... I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that was the case in this movie, though. That might not be the case in this particular because movie. because I, I feel like, I feel like he was trying to do the thing that made the most sense in this scenario, not be like, well, I'm gonna have gay characters because my brother's gay, because that, I mean, you can do that if you're writing stories, but that shouldn't be how you write stories. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think because I feel like this one was written so good, I, I don't want to believe that's why he did this. Because no, would, I mean that would kind of end up being. Movies, that's why he had gay characters. Was that would that would end up being shallow brother. in this movie? I don't think he did that because this is that makes sense that that character um, from Chasing Amy, you know, and and the, you know they're like, oh, you you know you guys married, and he was like, uh, you know, Athlete was like, no, because we actually like each other, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, I. I think that's a jab at Ben Affleck's relationship with uh, Jennifer Gardner a little bit because, you know, I, I think um, they like each other more now that they're not married. Right. Because you'll always see the thing, like, Jennifer Gardner cares for him a lot. Like, Ben Affleck, you know, when everyone went to rehab and stuff, Jennifer Gardner took him, and they were divorced for years at that point. Right. She took him to rehab whenever he was drinking. And a lot of the reasons Ben Affleck was on the binge and stuff was because of the Batman stuff and then all these fucking fans and stuff just harassing him about the Batman stuff and everything like that. And and the Daredevil stuff and Well no, that. the Daredevil stuff was dead by then. Oh okay. it was the Batman stuff that, that drove him to drink and then when he wrote the script for the new because he was gonna direct the new Batman movie and he was gonna star in it and everything. And when he showed the script to one of his friends he was like, what do you think? And he was like, he was like, if you do this movie, you're going to die. And Ben Affleck's like, what are you talking about? And he was like, this movie's going to kill you if you if you do this movie. It's like, it's going to stress you out. You're, you're going to drink. You're going to, you're going to die. And then Ben Affleck decided to quit Batman. And then put himself in rehab, which Jennifer Gardner drove him to. Huh. That's interesting. So, yeah, because he was already stressed because fans were attacking him personally. I, for one, was was not a huge fan of him as Batman. But it's only because of what he was giving to be Batman. Right. You know, it's whatever was giving. He had Zack Snyder to work with. Then he had, like, Zack Snyder and then Joss Whedon to work with. And that's pretty much all we ever seen. And written by David S. Goyer. Yeah, David S. Goyer. And it was just a bunch of fuck mess. <laughs> you know, like, it's, none of it's his fault. But what you see of him... Like, the Bruce Wayne stuff nailed it completely. Like, he's... he, he He's a great Bruce Wayne. He's a great Bruce Wayne. The Batman stuff, not his fault, because those are... You know, those are all the action scenes. Like, he didn't say, hey, let's have them with, like, machine guns and, like, mowing down villains. Like, that that's not something that... Affleck came up with that was something the directors came up with right so the the opinion of me of him as Batman is like it's not great but it wasn't because Ben Affleck's not great 
I would never attack Ben Affleck personally. No. As a person. I wouldn't cause this man to go to drinking because I'm like, fuck you. And, like, people were harassing him. And they were like, if you make this solo movie and people don't like it 100%, you're going to kill yourself drinking. Because he was always, he was already stress drinking and stuff over the perception of what people thought of him as Batman. Yeah, and just pushing the alcohol too far. Yeah, because he he wanted it to be perfect because he, he, he loves the character of Batman. Yeah. And uh, he decided he couldn't do it anymore because he, he his friend, um, he knew his fan, friend was right. Like, he would fucking probably die of fucking alcohol poisoning or something if he did the, the, the Batman movie that he wanted to do. Right, because I remember they had a lot of stuff that they were like, oh, well, DC and Warner Brothers, they're going to get Affleck to do this, you know, direct this Batman movie. And Affleck is also a great director. Yeah, well, I mean, because uh, uh, he did Argo too, right? Didn't he direct Yeah, Argo? he did Argo, and then he did Gone Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people like that one too. Yeah, I think he won not. Uh, he was either nominated or he won an Oscar. Uh, I think, yeah. Did they win something for that? They won some. I think they won something for Gone Girl. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, yeah, he, uh, he's a pretty great director. Let's see. And a lot of that's probably Words. knowing, you know, people like Kevin Smith and stuff, so. Yeah, so on awards, uh, let's see. Oh, shit, it actually... Won a lot. Uh, yeah. Won an Academy Award for uh, Rosamund Pike for Best Actress. For that's one of the that's like the big one. Um, the Art Directors Guild. Uh, you know they won that. The Austin Film Critics Association, British Academy Film Award. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, holy uh... shit! They won like. MTV Movie Award, like, oh my god, like... And, I mean, that's all Ben Affleck. Yeah, Satellite Award, and... Washington, D.C. Area Film Critics Association Award. The guy's great. And, Damn. And, uh, as someone that, you know, can relate to people with, um... The uncontrollable style of alcoholism, because... You know, I, I feel like I Dak Shepard has talked a lot about like how his alcoholism became uncontrollable and he's been sober like 12, 13 years now. Yeah. Um, but it was like uncontrollable to the point of where he was, you know, spending all of his money on it and waking up in places he didn't know where he was at and things like that and Affleck was getting to those certain points to playing Batman and everything like that. But as you know, I, I, I definitely sympathize with stuff like that because you know, uh, I come from a family of a lot of alcoholics and, um, my grandfather on my dad's side, he was an alcoholic because he fought in Vietnam and he got ate up with agent orange, which our own government did to him. Then he came back home to a bunch of 
hippies that spit in his face for going over there whenever he didn't even want to go over there. Yeah, it wasn't like it was um, his decision. Because of, you know, John Lennon and the Beatles, you know, an English band told people to, you know, fucking basically attack the troops when they came home. And it's like, I don't think you understand that they didn't really have a choice. They were drafted. They were forced to yeah. go over there. So, that's one of the reasons I don't like the Beatles is because of that. Because my grandfather went through that and, you know, he he came back home, you know, injured from being shot at and being at a war. and Chemicals. And, you know, people attacking the soldiers that came home because of, you know, John Lennon pretty much leading the charge on that. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't believe in war either, but definitely wouldn't attack the troops. It's the people that run the government that you should be, you know, protesting, not the people that had to go over there. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's that's a little political, but that's just, you know, <laughs> that's just a part of my history. Like, yeah, uh, my grandfather fought in Vietnam, and he actually lived pretty old to be someone that was e- eaten up with Agent Orange for his entire life and drank you know a bottle of liquor a day and he lived to damn near 90 yeah I mean that's that's actually pretty good for somebody who drank that much but like a bottle of liquor a day and you just see it like happening in live time where his knee will fucking just swell up to the size of fucking watermelon Eh. and shit and he would just fucking down some liquor and just fucking keep going. Yeah. Well, and if we learn anything about the Jay and Silent Bob movie, right, is that, like, sometimes family isn't necessarily perfect, but we do have to, we do have to, we have to treasure what we do have because... And trying is what matters. Right. You're not always going to be perfect. You're not always going to be the perfect mom. You're not always going to be the perfect dad. You're not always going to be the perfect kid. Yeah, or grandparent. Or Or grandparent or anything. Yeah. But as long as you try. And you're at least putting forth the effort. I think if we learned anything from Jay, and who would have thought we would have learned probably the most from Jay in this movie, which is the character you think, like, I'm not going to learn anything from this fucking dude, but Jay, like, Jason Mewes fucking killed it in this movie. He made and, me cry. Yeah, he and makes it's you very hard to make me cry. Yeah, there's very few people that's made me cry watching movies. Uh, Andrew Garfield is one of them, and in a goddamn Spider-Man film. <laughs> yeah, uh, Logan Lerman. There's a couple more, but Jason Mewes is definitely on the list now because he made me cry. Yeah, him and Harley Quinn Smith made me cry, and it's like. That's the thing. It's like sometimes, you know, the family might not be exactly what you wanted or it might not be exactly what you needed, but, you know, for and, the... But for the, And Michael from Pearl Jam. Yeah. <laughs> made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I think that this movie, if nothing else, it's like... You're gonna you're gonna get the the Jay and Silent Bob stuff that you're expecting, the stuff that you love, but you're also gonna get uh, you're also gonna get some heart thrown in there that you weren't expecting, and you're like ah fuck got me in the feels, you know. And so I'm gonna end this uh, this episode with uh, somebody that's a song of somebody that's a fuck up, but has a lot of heart, 
and tries his best. So this is the most relevant song I could think of to play to end this Jay and Silent Bob episode. If you guys like this, comment, subscribe, leave five star reviews. If you're not leave five star, then fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Anchor. We're on everything. Everywhere Google. you can donate to us, you can email us. Uh, we will we will email you back eventually yeah um just let us know if you guys have any suggestions any comments any critiques anything like that and um check out steve's book on uh, on amazon yeah it's uh abandoned apartments breakups and zombies and it's about the 2020 election i'm just kidding it's about those three things that it's listed <laughs> you to understand tricked you um, <laughs> You were already on that fucking buy it now button, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about politics. We don't really do politics. We just do sense, really. Like, you know, we're not even getting into that, but I hope you enjoyed our very off-topic episode of Jan Song <laughs> Reboot. And if you've listened to this show before, you know that happens a lot. Right. That's kind of our brand. We we have conversations that come natural. We don't We don't hire producers. We don't have editors. We all do this. Literally in my garage. Yeah, and, um, with sleeping dogs around. We would have, yeah, if you hear any snoring noise in the background, it's my uh, Blue Hiller Harley Quinn. <laughs> Smith, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, but <laughs> That's a Harley Quinn snoring her, her little heart out over there. Yeah, she's sleeping very good, because uh, she, lo- she loves to sleep to the sound of our podcast, so who, who would stop her? Who right. would stop her? Yeah, this is basically, like, this is so soothing, it could almost be ASMR. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like eating Doritos on, like, a really sensitive microphone. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this has been Beyond the Hate. Peace. And if you want these kind of dreams, it's Californication. It's the edge of the world in all of Western civilization. The sun may rise in the east, at least it's settled in a final location. It's understood that Hollywood sells Is the